Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Prosser. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine. Coogan's go time on a Monday morning. It's the Monday morning quarterback and plenty of quarterbacking to be done today. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Where are all you logo conspiracists? Where are y'all at this morning? I guess maybe the logo isn't the script having been already written out with the Super Bowl matchup. If you know, you know. Meanwhile, it will be the Chiefs and the Niners. I don't know which of the two thoughts I'm more overpowered by this morning. And maybe I would feel a little differently if the order of the games were in reverse. I don't know if I'm more just overwhelmed by the greatness that is Mahomes and the Chiefs and what we're witnessing in front of us and how do these dynasties continue to unfold right before our eyes. Tom Brady and the Patriots just hung up the dynasty cloak and doggone if it hadn't been fitted, custom fit for the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes and what he's doing and boy, the legacy that continues based on this Super Bowl outcome, is certainly going to be a big conversation piece moving forward. So uh, the game within the game with the Chiefs winning 17-10 yesterday and moving to the Super Bowl is, is compelling. You could you could do an entire show on the Chiefs-Ravens game. The, the nuances, the if-thens, the many different themes that evolved. But the overall theme is just another stamp of Dom. Oh, you, we, you want us to go win on the road? Okay. You want us to have to win three times to make a Super Bowl? Okay. What, whatever y'all need. You realize what the Chiefs have done, by the way? The top three point differential teams in the AFC were the Ravens, the Bills, and the Dolphins. Who have the Chiefs beaten in their three wins? Chiefs also beat three... Teams with 11 or more wins. Uh, Haven't been a ton of teams to do that. You want to know what's in common with those two lists? Um, That team has gone on to win the Super Bowl each time. So you can tell me the 49ers are the favorite, Las Vegas. I I don't know what you jokers are thinking. That's going to flip, I think, by the time we get to game time. But it, it was the Niners who were installed as the betting favorite. Yeah, right. Uh uh. No, no more. I would think that Mahomes and the Chiefs will do just enough again. Don't forget this Chiefs team. They weren't much this year, were they, E? They just kind of floundered around. Good morning, my friend. Did you have a good weekend? Great weekend. All right, good. They floundered around. You know, they didn't really really contend for the top seed. They lost to average teams. They didn't play great. Lost home games. They lost three or four at home this perhaps eventual ultimate Super Bowl champion the Kansas City Chiefs did. But, boy, when it matters, they got that dude. And that dude is playing a position just as Brady was that dude. And there were a lot of other good quarterbacks at the end of the day, man, when all the decision had to be made and all the 
ammo was unloaded. There was Brady with another title. Seven of them he won. Here's Mahomes with two who was just taking this team and said, yeah, okay, fellas, just go show them who we are. And it went over the Dolphins, back-to-back wins on the road over the two and then the one seed. I think we know who the best team in football is. Heading into the Super Bowl, apparently Vegas disagrees. Compelling, rich, glass overflowing perspective on the Chiefs. Where they're at and what they've done. But despite that mountain of compelling, topical information, we haven't even gotten to the other side and Lamar and his quote-unquote legacy and what yesterday means. Despite all that, I'm more overcome by the complete, total, and utter choke that the Detroit Lions pulled off last night in San Francisco. I mean, buddy. They choked at every level. They dropped passes over and over and over again. They turned the ball over. A a key fumble turned that game in a snap. They saw the... Silly, terrible, bad luck bounce plays go against them. See the doink off the face mask on what should have been an interception, but instead led to a deflected catch inside the five touchdown Niners. We got a ball game. And most cataclysmically, all of those other chokes could have been overcome if the kneecap biter didn't choke worse than all of them. Man. What in the hockey sticks has happened, bro? Game done changed, man. I know what has changed, my man. Call me a wackadoodle. Call me an extremist. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Let me tell you what has happened. And unless you tobacco-chewing, whistle-toting, coach-short-wearing, men's men, take back Your game, your alpha male legacy is going to be determined by a nerd. It's the revenge of the nerds against the jockocracy. (laughs) It's happening right to you and you don't realize it. The sport needs a pigskin mediator and I'm here for the job. The nerd behind the computer. (laughs) It is the revenge of the nerds for every swirly, for every last man picked, every noogie, for every noogie, for every Dungeons and Dragons joke. (laughs) They are paying you back in spades, Dan Campbell. You ain't biting those kneecaps. Analytics tells you not to. So whatever force of nature or mathematics has caused you coaches to lose your freaking minds. We need an intervention. We need to purge the football offices from those who haven't met either of the two following criteria. There is a big difference, ladies and gentlemen, between we the people, you in the audience, this doesn't affect your fandom. The two parameters I'm about to put on don't affect you. 
I'm not talking down my nose. They barely affect me. But they may affect me more in one area than the other. There should be two parameters if at ever on any point of championship Sunday, a coach looks down at a chart that you prepared. Rather than using his meathead math to take a three-score lead. Any idiot in the world sees that's the better option. Because there's also this, E-Team, before I finish. Or continue is the better word. This one may take four hours. Okay? There's also this. Say you're fourth and three and you got to... Listen, by the way, kicks are guarantees in the NFL. It's breaking news if your dude misses. 46, 47, 52, 39, it don't matter. These bros hit 27 out of 30 over the course of the year for the most part. And if you don't have a guy that's going to make your field goal when you need it, then you ain't got the right guy. He's sitting in a sports bar somewhere watching this weekend. But never mind, when you go for it on fourth and three, and you issue the points. Don't forget, even if you convert, you still got to score a touchdown. You also leave yourself susceptible to a future turnover just as much as you do a touchdown. You still have a better, what do the analytics say that you're going to have to settle for a field goal anyway? That aside, back to now, as the self-appointed mediator into this madness that has become that chart. If you are going to be making decisions and preparing a chart that's going to be handed to, in most cases, a guy who has bled, sweated, and cried painful tears in his football life. From the time daddy put him in a football uniform at age five they made him look like the Michelin man throughout every high school two a day college game day in most cases professional career and then on to the coaches and by the way these guys don't become coaches by just most of them at least ending their career and becoming a head coach no 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 they grind they're a position coach. They're a scout. They're an assistant. They're, they're a position coach. If they're lucky enough, a coordinator. And man, if you're so lucky as to get a head job, like Dan Campbell is, who obviously is a good football dude, he turned around the stinking Detroit Lions, okay? I don't even blame him. I don't believe him that there's this Dan Campbell mentality versus everywhere else. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Revenge of the Nerds in Detroit must have a stronger arm twist than anywhere else, okay? So... To the two criteria, E.T. Uh-huh. Criteria, criteria. If I could get an amen out there in the audience, just scream amen in your card if you if you can understand where I'm coming from. And again, this does not apply to uh, E.T. It doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to any of you listening. It applies to somebody so important in the football chain that they cost organizations chances to go to the Super Bowl. Because make no mistake, by not once but twice, turning down field goals – to go for unconverted fourth downs, the Detroit Lions shot their way right out of the Super Bowl. So, if you're going to make a chart that's going to be referenced, you have to fulfill at least one of these two criteria. I would prefer both. One, at some point in your life, I don't care if it was peewee, you better have put on a football uniform. At some point. I don't care if you were one and done at age six, the running just wasn't for you. At some point, if you hand down the chart, you you ain't had to play in the NFL. 
You better have played the sport. Understand what's going on on the football field. You can pick that knowledge up with two years of peewee. And or two, you must have at some point in your life been punched in the face. Thank you, my brother. Music for my soul. Somebody's got to end this madness, dude. The Detroit Lions yesterday. And, buddy, he tried he, with all his might. Maybe he gets one free pass to go for it at the end of the half and not kick that field goal. He wanted to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but then they have it. Okay, everything's fine. They got a 20, they're up 24-7. Niners get the ball. They put on a little drive. Okay, you stop them. You hold them to a field goal. It's 24-10. You get the ball back. You drive downfield. You got it fourth and three at the 29-yard line. We're not talking about some 60-yard field goal. Take the points, dude. And you got Michael Badger, who's not a bad field goal. You take the points. You go back up by 17, Nimrod. Nerds, 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 nerds. We ain't playing video games, man. That's a grown-A man on the other side who, guess what, is intent on you not converting fourth and two, and that's the Niners. You're not playing the stinking Panthers. Take the points, my brother. It's so bad now. I think they've gone beyond the chart and the analytics and the demand that they follow these goofy mathematical formulas. I still refuse to believe they're true. I refuse to believe at any point of the game it's in good stead to go for it fourth and one at your own 29-yard line. First quarter, some of these teams will. It's revenge of the nerds against the jockocracy, man. For every locker they were shoved in, they are getting you back, and then some. All that lunch money that was taken... So take this non-football play and never been punched in the face bean counter and get him the hell out of your sport, man. If Dan Campbell had just played the good old blood and guts football that he grew up on, he'd have kicked the field goals and got the points, man. It's hard to score. It's hard to get there. No no points for aggressiveness or bravery. This isn't hindsight. I... It's hindsight when you're, oh, well, we could have. It's not hindsight when 90% of the country, you can feel them screaming at their television, kick the field goal. Get the points. Keep control of the game. And, of course, right after they failed on the conversion, the 49ers threw some wobbler of a duck of a pass. Maybe not a wobbler. He overshot his the, the Lions guys there is going to get the interception, you know, at the five yard line. And damn, not only it doinks right out the front of his face mask, but then bounces right in stride to the receiver. None of which would have happened if you had to kick the field goal. Later in the game, 27 24. We're deep, man. Was it five, six minutes to go, maybe? We're deep in the game, man. You're down three. Maybe it's eight minutes, actually, because the Niners scored again. You're down 27-24. Again, you're talking about a 40-50 to yard field goal, fourth down. And by the way, I don't know if you've been watching. I don't know what kind of confidence you have in your kicker. But if it's not greater than the confidence that you have with these butterfinger receivers you brought to town, then I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen so many drop bobbly passes in my life than that Detroit crew yesterday, dude. 
But down 27-24, what do they do? They go for it. What do they do? Drop the pass or don't convert. I can't. I can't the mistakes just uh, mount in my memory at this stage. But bottom line, they should have kicked the field goal. They should have been up 30-27 to if we were paying attention earlier. But no, they fail. Niners take over the ball and the momentum that comes along. And before you know it, they have scored again. And they have outscored the Lions 27 nothing coming out of the half. Oh. It's the revenge of the nerds, man. Y'all better get your houses in order and stop with the charts. Stop it. Use it every now and then. How about we give you one concession? You can leave your chart behind as you leave the facilities, but it can only be when to go for two and when not to. And even then, you'll stick it to us. You'll convince some poor dumb A coach that in the first quarter after his first touchdown, he's analytics says, go ahead and go for two here, coach. They do it. I've seen them. Nerds, 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 nerds. No, man. Dan Campbell, you're a kneecap biting, barroom brawling, and you just let Myron end your season. It's a Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Uh, certainly more nuances. Other things happen in the sports world this weekend. I get a kick. Sometimes out of being Twitterless Jeff, and I'll tell you why when we return. You're listening to The Drill. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. Again, I go back to vision. You know, when you, when you set forth and you have a vision for how you're going to onboard a player and what that role of that player is going to be, it's important to execute it. And I think if you ask coach, it's certainly I'm, I'm in front of you now. That, that didn't happen the way we need it to happen as we move forward. We've got to do a better job with the vision, better job with the onboarding process, better job of getting these young players up to speed quicker. It is a developmental league, and it's got to happen quickly. That rubs people the wrong way. That's Trent Balky. we got, you know, leftovers from the late week press conference, but that sounds a lot like, well, the players are good. They're just not developing. Did I hear that right? It sound that way a little bit, E? So I looked exactly at that way, didn't it? it, right? What is onboarding, by the way? I've been covering the NFL since the day-to-day level since the Jaguars joined the league. I've never heard onboarding. What are we doing? How about this? Let's try some waterboarding, Trent. Lingering. Lingering thoughts from the GM as the Jags embark on an offseason uh, process that is... We see just how much work has to be done, right? By the way, all this talk about Chiefs and Mahomes, and it's all due. It's that defense, baby. That's why the Chiefs are where they are. Did I see that by not allowing 27 again yesterday, they're the first team to go through the season without allowing a 27-point game all year? One of um, it must have been Romo said it. But they were just talking about that Chiefs defense and the credit, perhaps. It's not. Got no one's cracked twenty seven on them all year long. I uh, I I don't. I, I, that's the Travis Kelsey that we're used to seeing, isn't it? Where's that dude been? Tay Tay Sweet. By the way, did you see that kind of went public yesterday? Did you see Taylor Swift was on the field post game? Do you see that? Is that not huge in the in the pop culture? Huh? That's a big deal. All public like that out on the field smooching. My daughter's so funny. I told her she's a Swifty. She watches because she's that one, dude. 
She's that NFL dynamic who looks up from her laptop only when they show Taylor Swift in the booth. It's so funny. But you know what? It allows son-in-law to watch football. <laughs> uh, not allow. Wrong word. Um, uh, yeah, Kelsey, though, Monster Day yesterday. Uh, listen, as, as many kudos that go the way of, of Patrick Mahomes, there are that many more, you know, um, there's that much more disbelief in what Lamar can do. Yesterday kind of presented us with that scenario that we've talked about, right? It's kind of Captain Obvious at this point if even Lamar supporters, and I'm one, don't present the question before it happens, still don't know what's going to happen when you're trailing in the fourth quarter and you got to pass and they know you got to pass. But Lamar's play callers did not do him any favors yesterday. At all. What was the deal? Every play, play action, drop back pass against a great pass defense. Run the ball. Do you know how many Do you know how many carries? Now, keep in mind the, the Ravens led the NFL in rushing this year. Number one rushing team, number one rushing offense in the entire league. Playing at home. Do you know how many carries the running backs had yesterday? Combine all of them. And I didn't see Dalvin Cook, by the way. Was he on the inactive list? Yeah, perhaps? I didn't see him either. But between, in this case, Justice Hill and, and Gus Edwards, first of all, how many ca- carries should they have? Thir- 25, 30, right? At combined. Least. Right? Because you're the, you're the main guy. You give one guy 12, one guy 16, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, would think over the course of a game. But no, the combined total carries for the Ravens running backs yesterday. You asked that question, I'd probably say like combined maybe 12. Six. Now, how are you going to win a football game? And by the way, here comes the world of criticism at Lamar, who they took out of his game and told him, yeah, let's play action pass all day against a pass defense, against the defensive coordinator who may have given us the coordinator effort, forget of the season, one of them of all time. What what Steve Spagnuolo drew, uh, drew up to combat Lamar and those Ravens, because here's what was, listen, forget the design blitzes ET that got to Lamar. What was most impressive is this. When you... When you force Lamar to hold the ball, but you're not really getting to him, and the receiver's routes open up downfield, one reason these quarterbacks like Lamar are so dangerous that if you don't get to him while you got him pressured back there, the receivers are doing what to the defense, gang? They're running him downfield. So Lamar gets away, suddenly he's in the open field. He's got 15, 20 yards in front of him. Somehow yesterday it was like the Chiefs had 15 guys on the field. I know. They would rush, they would cover, and then there would still be somebody there to somebody watch Lamar. to hold it to 15, 20 yards, not 70 or a score. So, you know, no favors from his coaching staff and his play callers yesterday with the game plan. I just I don't understand it. And you gotta keep pounding it. That's who you are. So even if you gotta go three and out a couple of times, you scored ten points. It wouldn't have been any worse. Lamar's gonna take a heap of this is, all right, I'm, I'm going to forewarn you, a little apologist. There's a little Lamar apologist in me when I make this statement, okay? And, and I will apply it primarily to that forced interception when they were down 17-7 in the fourth. There's only, you know, five, six minutes to go in the game. You know, you're you're down 10. You haven't moved much. And, and Lamar, he under, there's a bad throw. He underthrew. He throws it long even. It, it doesn't kill the drive. You still get what would have been a much-needed three points. And Lamar rightly is going to take a lot of criticism for forcing that throw into what turned out to be triple coverage to, of all people, Isaiah Likely. Into their chances. Even though 
Even though they still could have got the ball back again, what did Mahomes do? What a gutsy call that was. See, that's the kind of aggression that is gutsy, not stupid. Third and short, no timeouts. They think you're going to run. Let's get a guy behind the defense and throw it deep, see what happens. And boom, what do they do? Because they know if not, we'll just kick them deep. We'll punt them back there to the five-yard line. Good luck. So Lamar forces it. The ball's intercepted. And and really, for all intents and purposes, felt like that ended the game, although we learned later officially it, it wasn't over. And But here, here's where the apologist comes in in me in a little bit. I say I think Lamar can win it if the way the team is built does what it does. The defense did its part yesterday. They gave up 17. They had a big fourth down stop. Andy Reid didn't take points at one point yesterday, by the way. They won the game, so it's not as harsh a reality. But the Ravens' defense did their part. The running game never got a, never got a chance. It, it, it was as if the Ravens acted... Like they were down 21 nothing after the first. That's what the play calling looked like. I just couldn't believe it. Play action fake, deep drop pass. Play action fake, deep drop pass. Then they would show the all 22 camera and you could see no one's open. I, it just was confounding. But back to the force interception, okay, or now the apologist comes out. Um, Zay Flowers single-handedly cost Lamar Jackson any chance he had to win that football game Man. yesterday. First with an idiotic taunting call that turned what would have been a touchdown drive, perhaps. You got a first down inside the 10 into a field goal. And and secondly, fumbling a ball going into the end zone. Not That's just a bad football play. You know, he made a mistake. That one wasn't, you know, egregious. I, well, it was. It was terribly egregious. You can't fumble down there. You got to have ball security. But if, let, forget the taunting. If he just gets into the end zone on that other play, if Zay Jones gets it into the end zone, fast forward to that drive, it's 17-14, and you don't feel like you have to force it into the end zone down 10, and who knows if Lamar makes that ill-fated throw and if the Ravens don't at the very least get a field goal and the game is tied 17-17 in in a realistic forecast if Zay Jones doesn't fumble inside the one. Now, that being said, if Lamar played great yesterday, you know what I feel like? Patrick Mahomes would have played greater. And Lamar could have played good and scored 30 yesterday. And Mahomes and the Chiefs would have scored 33. That's what I feel like would have happened. And the impressive uh, run, this dynastic run now that the Chiefs are on continues. It'll be Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl after, uh, as I have quite aptly, I think, characterized plenty of amens from the text line. The revenge of the nerds took down Dan Campbell and the Lions yesterday when he refused to put points up that ultimately you could argue very likely would have changed the outcome of the game. Now, look, if they're only down seven instead of ten, do the Lions let them, uh, do the Niners let them get down the field and get that, that touchdown that didn't matter as much? You know, who knows? But at the end of the day, you got 40-something yard field goals. One to give a three-score lead, the other to tie it in the fourth quarter. I mean, meathead football math is enough to tell you, you take points, you kick field goals in both those situations. You don't get some points for being aggressive. That's a, There's a fine line between aggressiveness and stupidity when it comes to football decisions. There really is. So anyhow, doesn't. Make me feel better. I, in, in some ways, it makes me feel worse when these dudes double down. By the way, we got the king of those guys here in town. Doug Peterson coaches just like that. Don't like it with him either. I think there are times where he cost us this year. The Jags may have been in the in the in the long game rather than a sixty minute job, 
a couple of these not taking field goals, and we may have won a game somewhere that we lost. But after the game, as coaches are prone to do, uh, Campbell just, I mean, he did it humbly. He did it humbly, but he doubled down. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But, you know, we just, just didn't work out. There's some defeatedness there. I hope some of that is, I listen to the nerds again. I listen to, I've been playing football a long time. My daddy put me in pads when I was four. I've been a rough and tumble kneecap biter for 40 years. Should have used my meathead football math and got points. Why do I keep looking at this chart? Who 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 makes this chart, by the way? Can I get the chart guy here in front of me? These analytics departments. It's bad enough when you apply them to prospects and what they may be rather than looking at the film and what they are. But now it's just tiptoed into the game where simple. I mean, listen, Billy the truck driver in Des Moines knows you got to kick the field goal there. You and your buddies. There's always going to be a few. I get it. This is an opinion here. There are probably a few of you out there that think that he could have. It's okay being aggressive, that you have to. It's the 49ers. I don't agree with any of it. Meathead, football, math, and you get a 17-point lead. You answer their field goal immediately. You don't give them the momentum, which then plays out with a doink-off-your-own-face mask. And late in the game, you, you kick it, and you get a tie. And you kick off to them, and you play defense. You try and win the football game man-to-man, hand-to-hand combat. Not leave it to the analytics of the revenge of the nerds against the jockocracy. They've gotten y'all. We need an intervention. All right, as I said before, uh, sometimes Turtleless Jeff, it, you know, it, it has casualties. So I talked to my main man, uh, Dan Hicken, on Sunday. And, I thought I was your main man, Jeff. Well, you are too. I got a lot of main men, I guess. You, right, and, cool. you and Hick Vaz, you Vaz up. <laughs> right? Um... Zay Flowers. I keep calling him Zay Jones. My bad. I thought he said Zay Flowers, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I said it once. I think I said Flowers at one point, but yeah. Anyway. um, So anyway, I went on a very well-described and with some vehemence rant against the MWHs, we call it in the business, the Mike White haters who, you know, pitched a little hissy ninny fit. Uh, They needed a new coach, and Mike White was this, that, and the other. And I just simply made a, 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 a... a passion plea in the Gator rant on Friday that you're a bunch of weenies and you were wrong and you've run off a coach to get a coach who, if he hits his ceiling, will be about like the one you ran off. And so, as they tend to do, it's their personality type, these Mike White haters, these, you know, ivory tower, quote-unquote, basketball fans. Um. When Florida, and by the way, I couldn't have been a happier Gator watching the game. I watched a lot of college basketball on Saturday, but I watched the entirety of the Florida game. I couldn't have been any happier to be up 21. In no way at all was I thinking back to the rant. Because here's another thing that the little ninny puffers, the Mike White haters, can't grasp, apparently. These two things can be true. Much like I said, two things can be true. FSU got screwed, but four better teams are in the playoff. Okay, These two things can be true as well. Running off Mike White was dumb. The way you did it with your with your you know your holier than thou knowledge, only to replace him with with Todd Golden was dumb. 
just dumb. It was wrong. I mean, it's been proven already it was wrong. And I can also, I like Todd Golden. He's doing a good job. He's doing a fine job. I don't want to fire Todd Golden. If I was a Mike Whitehater, I'd fire Todd Golden. Well, he's been here two years, you know, and if they don't make the, the, the tournament this year, well, we haven't had back-to-back years, no tournament. But they use this irrational, like, North Carolina Duke standard of logic to the Florida basketball program under Mike White, who, to this point, has had a lot more success than we've seen. But the point is, uh, Florida goes up 21, and they start hitting up my man, Dan. Bet Jeff's this, I bet Jeff's that, Jeff's this, Jeff's that. And I think finally Hicks like, listen, man, y'all got to talk to Jeff. I got enough crap on this thing myself. Leave me alone. I'm not Jeff. He's probably pretty happy about that. But then but, the, but then there's this further point. Then then they all go quiet as church mice because what happens? Look what stupid, idiotic, dumbass Mike White can't coach basketball a lick. He's not good enough to coach the Florida program. His Georgia team comes all the way back from 21 down in the second half, and they, they tie the game. They had the ball with a chance to win. Uh, it goes to overtime. Florida wins by four, which is a great result for me. Um as a Gator basketball fan, I'm happy they won. That's glad. I'm cool with Todd Golden. That, it can also be true with the fact that you, you know, the Mike White haters who pitched and screened and were rude and there were just Gen Z and the, the coach and, like, direct messaging and completely unappreciative and acting like our coach was a pile of dog do. You're a bunch of idiots. I stand by it. You small fraction of the fan base, and it's a tiny, tiny fraction. You're a bunch of weenies. My opinion on that didn't change on Saturday, nor did my desire for Todd Golden to beat Mike White's butt on Saturday. So there you have it. Back with the football fix next. You're listening to The Drill. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemanonly.com. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Creme de la creme, homie. Top chef, you know. I like my beat down low, down low, down low, down low, down low, down low, down low. I like my top lit back, lit back, lit back, lit back, lit You know it! Yes, sir! I don't know who this is, but I'm telling you something. It's got to be a little. No. No? It's not a little. We don't got a little. This is um. Okay. Uh, y'all know the name. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly, maybe. Oh, come on. oh is that wrong? Oh, oh dear. No. We don't play him anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll play R. Kelly. Clear that. Like I don't. Is he bad? What do he do? Oh, he, oh, <laughs> man. oh wait, he's the oh, uh, trafficker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. heavens. That's that's Ti. Ti. Ti from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Hey, Ti, shout Woo! Yeah. I've got a case of the moon days. Do you? No. <laughs> Good to be here. Ready to roll. We have our Super Bowl set. Every, obviously, the big talker day. Lots of sports this weekend, though. Ooh. Lots to go over. A lot of things happening. Hallelujah. The Gators got a special team's got to help. Did we? Nice. I'm so happy. <laughs> recruiting um, is such a, it's such a funny thing to read. If you're reading like any school site on a recruiting, well, he doesn't have any stars from him, but they this all, is, this is a coach. I know. I'm just saying oh, in general, yeah. this is the whole addition thing. Uh, we got a special teams coach. Is that what you're saying? We do. Nice. From the NFL. Uh, so anyway, uh, listen, Kansas city tip of the cap, man. I mean, just never saw it. Didn't believe in you. Didn't believe in you the whole way. Didn't believe you from week one when it was Detroit and you lost at home. I didn't believe in you. I didn't believe in you. And, you, you know, you went through Buffalo and Baltimore. 
So tip of the ca- and beat Miami at home. Three eleven win teams. I mean, at least eleven wins. Tip of the cap to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are. Chiefs they were are five the and best. four at home. They, they lost four times at home. Yeah, this year. they are the best uh, franchise in football right now because they have the best quarterback in they're football. Dynam- they're doing, and, and this guy has, you know, surpassed. He's matching Brady's first five years, Dan. Oh, he's gonna, he's, if he wins, he'll win three in the first five. I think yeah. that's what Brady did. I think I saw the six-year comparison: seventy-two and twenty-two, Mahomes seventy and twenty-four, Brady, playoff record. Mahomes fourteen and three, Brady twelve and two, AFC titles. Mahomes four, Brady three, Super Bowl rings. Right now, Mahomes two, Brady three, touchdowns, interceptions. Two fifty eight to sixty nine for Mahomes, one sixty seven to eighty seven for Brady. Quarterback rating one hundred three seven for Mahomes, eighty eight four for Brady. Games changed a little bit when it comes to like passer yeah. rating and stuff. We've talked about that. That eighty eight was more top five back in, you know, at the turn of the century. But nonetheless, no, every bit he has. We have barely put the goat out of the pasture, and 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 Mahomes enters the conversation with a with a Super Bowl win. Yeah, I mean he's going to have threes. How old is Patrick Mahomes? Twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe twenty eight, twenty eight years old, dude. Yep. Get used to it. Yep. I mean, they're now doing it. Brady, like, tell me what they got. A seventh-round running back. Yep. Clyde Edwards-Alaire stinks. Yep. <laughs> yep. A bunch of just cast-off mid-round receivers for the most part. I tell you what, if the NFL, I don't know if they do, if they had a Frank Broyles Award for the Assistant Coach of the Year, Spags should get it. That that performance yesterday, I told him, what was most amazing about what they did with Lamar is they could push him there in the in, and keep him there while the, and cover – those guys are usually how those guys kill you, the, the running guys, Dan. Those receivers take the defense downfield, so if you don't get him in the backfield and he cuts loose, he's got 15, years, uh, 15 yards of open field in front of him, and he just did not have that yesterday. Yeah. And you feel like if Lamar played great, Mahomes would have played greater. The Chiefs' defense is the, maybe the best in the league. We don't they talk were, about it. They were terrific. They, and I'll tell you what else I like about the Chiefs yesterday. They knew that. The Ravens were going to try to intimidate him, and I'll give your your guy Kelsey some credit. He didn't take guff off of any. If you got in his face, he shoved you right back the whole day. That's on brand. It was great. Yeah, it's on brand, though. I yeah. thought that was What ter- happened in the pregame? They got into a little scuffle there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah he moved the kicker stuff. Get this stuff out of here. But My quarterback's that, getting ready. That's fair, though. Like, go kick on the other side. Yeah. You know, or he's on their side of the field. There's a lot, a lot of little, little gamesmanship going on, but mm-hmm. you know what? The greatest tight end in the history of the game delivered. Yeah, he again. Did. He delivered By the in way, the big moments. He broke Jerry Rice's record. He won the Edelman bet. He won the Edelman bet easily. <laughs> what was the Edelman bet? Most I, catches in the a, Ed, di- Edel- a dime bet. Yeah, he was Edelman was like was like twenty five behind Dan, maybe yeah. more. About twenty five behind, and I bet him that Edelman would catch. And then, Edel- and then Edelman retired. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had those a, were happier times. I think I have a fish lap for that one, maybe. But anyway, oh, that was the fish lap. Might have been. Might've been. <laughs> we should have wrote them all down. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kelsey's Kelsey, the best. Yeah. He's the best there's ever. He's the best tight end in the history of the he game. He played unbelievable yesterday. He was making good. He does hard it over grabs. and over and over. he's better than Gronk, and Gronk was great. But Kelsey, man, that catch he had in the end zone and that fourth and two catch on yeah. the first drive was yeah. terrific. He was no, he caught he didn't everything. Drop anything yeah, he yesterday. caught everything. He was yesterday. Yeah. uber focused. He's a blocker too. And when when, yeah. public, he's when, not, he's when public on the field, how would you feel yeah. about Taylor down there giving him some smooches on the field? That seemed to like stop beautiful. the world on its axis. Uh-huh. Choked me up a little bit. Did it? Good. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I just love love. Yeah, you know me. Sure, I get 
verklempt. I yeah. just tend to choke I, up and cry. Manipause. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyway, Kelsey, Mahomes, terrific stuff. The other, you know, they developed the Rice kid just enough. They needed one receiver to step up, and it was him. Uh, the other guys did what they had to do. You know what? Mahomes is so good. He doesn't get sacked. He finally got sacked yesterday, but he's so good at eluding. And it's a, it's a, again, we said going in, it's, it was all, look, I still think the Ravens can win with Lamar, but this week he's going to take uh, some criticisms. For sure. And rightfully so. Yeah. He had it all set up for him to win at home against a team that everybody thought they were better. Baltimore, Baltimore annihilated all the good teams. Yeah. Baltimore yeah. was the most impressive team well, of all of them going into the play- I thought, postseason. I thought, and, um, you know, I can go Lamar apologist and talk away some of yesterday's performance, but play caller's system, their their game plan did him no favors. The the Baltimore running backs, Dan, yesterday, to- yeah. total carry six. Yeah. Well, the leading team. In, you have to keep running. That's how they play. I, I was amazed. How many times in a row? Well, they, ha- they, off, would, they would go back they, into, into, they would play action pass. The guys would be covered, and they, Lamar would have to throw they, it. There's some nowhere. truth to that, but they didn't have the ball at all. In the first, it was like 20 to 9 yeah, yeah. in the first yeah, half. Yeah. Lamar completed five passes in the first half. Yeah. His, he was, he, he, again, he missed a couple short throws. He was not good enough. He was not good enough. I think if they'd have kept running it, though, Dan, even if they didn't have plays, so what? They didn't have plays throwing it. Run the football. Wear it down. You know, that's, it's so when you get to the second half and it's winning time. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, again, if you want me to go apologize, if, if St. Flowers doesn't fumble that ball through the end zone, Lamar yeah. doesn't have to force it into triple coverage. He knows a field goal ties the game, well, and maybe he's a little well, lesson from that burden. Well, no. I'm not going to allow that because well, they need not making it as a well, strong argument. you absolutely argument. can't throw a pick there. you got to get points there. I know. I hear you. You know, you at least got to cut it to 17-10 at worst I, case I, I, I get that. That was a terrible throw. I think he felt the pressure, and it's on him. Him. It's yeah. a fault of his, but yeah. I think he felt the pressure because yeah. they're not doing anything. Yeah. But and by the way, it was a terrible throw. Yeah. If he throws it to the back of the end zone, no harm, no foul. He underthrew him. If right. he throws it back to the you know to the goalpost, he either catches it uh, or it's should never throw three guys in the middle. Of but the field. again, um, as much as we talk, and, and and Flowers did get open a couple times. I said those guys don't get open. They showed that all twenty-two, and it was like, what do you do? Well, look, what was the, amazing is they would go downfield, and still <laughs> when he ran, they tackle him. Well, I don't know how long we can keep doing this. They 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 have upgraded and upgraded and upgraded and upgraded the uh, the receiving room. So at some point you got to say it's on. It's I'm not it's saying the quarterback. Too. I would say that if it were any quarterback, I'm yeah. saying yesterday they were pointing it out. I don't know what he's supposed. Well, to Well, I think it's because the Chiefs are really good at defense for sure. I think yeah, they, oh, they've had a great defensive year. I think they got an All Pro McDuffie. They got that Reed kid is a good football player. Sneed is bro. Sneed who we who was taken one pick after we took Josiah Scott was a good. Uh, <laughs> why? Why do you, you say that? right? Right? Why you got to go and do that, man? I don't need that at all. Josiah Scott, Jadarius Sneed. I mean, while Dan right there staring at me yesterday, Josiah uh, Scott. Is Josiah in the league still? He went to the Eagles for a while. Yeah, I don't, Michigan State. Yeah. Oh yeah. Baller. <laughs> Jadarius Sneed. Who? Need, well, we needed a corner. He's a safe. Uh, Dan, I said this earlier. Thanks for being here. Uh-huh. I'm willing to double down on it yes. now. We, we the, the sport now needs an intervention. Okay. Yeah. The revenge of the nerds against the jockocracy has now. It's just impinged too know. much. I, I, it's I, just I, whoever makes that chart yeah. 
I don't know if it is. I, I think it's the meathead in them that did it. I don't know. We're going for it. I tell you this, we're just going to keep going for it. I don't know. I don't man. know, Danny. Why? I like you so much. I wanted Detroit so badly. Detroit was better yesterday. Could have won the Total game. Total choke in every aspect. Choke. Every choke aspect. Choke everywhere. Yeah. Drop passes. Fumbles. Choke. Can't cover a punt. Choke. It was Fumble. choke. Yeah. Total choke. It was choke. just a choke. Coaching decisions choke. Yes. I hate to say it. You choke. You kicked those two field goals. Well, you though. want a definition of choke. Look that up. Yeah, that's it. Every every aspect. The bad luck. Seven mi- I mean, everything. You knew, you knew San Fran was going to throw it. They're too good. They're going to throw some haymakers. You're, thank God you kicked the field goal to make it 24-7. I, I'm like, boy, Danny. All right, Danny. We're good. 24-7 at the half. You knew San Fran was going to get the ball and come down the field and try. And sure as heck they did. But then you countered. You got right into field goal range. It's 24. For, uh, 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 oh, no, they kicked the field goal. We stopped. They held them to a field that's goal, right. which was got, great. That's it's where you 24 kick the field to 10. Goal. Yes. You're, you're, you're fourth and two. Just you, you kick the field goal, and then it's the exact same score, and you've killed a half a quarter. It's beautiful. I know. And he doesn't do it, and then he doesn't do it again. And if he had done those two, then Detroit at least gets the ball down 34-30 with a chance to win the game with, like, two minutes to go. And also, and this isn't as quite – some say more egregious, but my gosh, bro, you can't run the ball with a minute to go. You can't burn a timeout I on the goal I, line. I don't, I don't. you got to throw. That way, I know. you save the timeout. Of and you. Uh, of course. How about Brock Purdy's legs, though? Brock Purdy was terrific. Oh, Just man. enough to get away. I didn't think he had a great passing you know, game. He, no, he, worked, right. he, he scrambled a bunch. Well, yeah. he was great in the second half. And he wore, you know, uh, the Gormley guy who is part of uh, uh, with Denny, and he said his he's much quicker. He's got like a one five five ten 10-yard thing, something like that. He put it out yesterday, and it was uh, – let me see if I can find it. But you saw that by Brock Purdy. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, let me give him, uh, he's over to there. To e. E.T.'s point, he made bigger plays, I thought. In Gormley, the, Gormley he is made the, bigger plays in the, with his legs that kept drives alive. There and, it is. Gormley uh, is over at Torque, and, and Brock Purdy came through here and did stuff with it. I feel like it's a good time to remind everyone, Brock's 10-yard split, 1-5-5. CMC is 1-5-5. He has elite short box quickness. It shows. And hey. that showed. Yes. I, thought his, I, thought hey. his, I thought his passing day was... Way subpar. Did you? Yeah. And, and his biggest play in the passing game was total luck. He should have been yep. picked. Well, yep. yeah. And if, oh, you, if you pick it there, that See, game probably then, goes oh, different. Oh, man. That was uh, – And then Jameson Williams drops a touchdown pass, oh, hits him in the hands. Oh. Looked, looked like a Calvin Ridley play from this year. Um, Yeah, they just – they choked in every way. They dropped the balls. The second half, they, they dropped everything. Yeah, they were terrible. And then, But then at the end of the day, you got a meathead coach that won't oh. – I think, listen, even if there's not an analytics come from Detroit to him – it's the whole revenge of the nerds. It's permeated the oh, league, Dan. Oh, it's frustrating. Used to be if you did that kind of stuff, they'd call you the office and fire you. If you went for it fourth and one in the first quarter uh, from the 29. It got to the point where I had to tweet, Dan, K- uh, Dan Campbell, have you met Brandon Staley? Oh, what are you thinking, my man? What are you doing, man? They, he he cost them a chance. And by the way, if you kick those field goals, you only needed a field goal to tie. Well, it would have been 34-30. It would have been 34-31. Wouldn't it? Well, it depends on yeah, the, how it, what plays. Yeah, yeah. well... No, it was 34-24. So two field goals makes it 34-30. Oh, but I'm, well, they I'm got saying. that touchdown. Though. Yeah, they but I wasn't counting that yeah. touchdown because well, you kicked 20, the field goal. I guess and, my point, I, I just that didn't would That would have been your touchdown to win the game. You could have gone 27, you could have gone right back to 27-10. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, 30. It would have been on 30. If you let them get to 34. But you know what? If you get to 30, you may not let them get to 34. You may There's not. so many. It's... Here's another thing about the idiotic analytics, Dan. If you go for a fourth and two from your own 29-yard line. Yeah. Even if you convert, you still got to finish a drive without turning it over, without settling for a field goal. It's, it's just and dumb. Some of you are starting to fall for it. Like, you know, well, Badgley's no. not perfect from 45. It doesn't matter. No, you got to no, kick no, the ball, no. dude. Dumb, dumb, dumb. He didn't go for By it By the all. way, the Walrus did that in Baltimore Here's yesterday. The, that almost burned yeah, him. I mean, yeah, but you know what? Here's the difference between a great coach, aggressiveness, and Patrick Mahomes, and a bad, a dumb coach. I'm sorry, math dumb coach, and Jared Goff and the Lions. The Chiefs' aggressiveness manifested itself. Third and six. Take the risk of stopping the clock. But know that the Ravens are stuffing the run. Let's go deep. Let's take a shot. They hit it. They end the game. Yeah. That's a that's smart aggressive. Where if you don't hit it, you punt. They got to go 95 yards. Ain't happening. Not, not go for it fourth and three. And instead of kicking, getting the points, and getting the momentum back. It's amazing how now we have lived a lengthy Life and we've watched these franchises, you know, starting for us, really with the Steelers in the 70s. You know, one franchise seems to rise to the top. The Steelers in the 70s, Niners. the Niners in the 80s. Cowboys right? in the 90s. Cowboys in the 90s. You know, the, Patriots, the Patriots forever. For 20 years, yeah. really for 20. And now it's the Chiefs. Yeah. And the Chiefs for so long were that lovable franchise, Right. Everybody kind of liked because because they didn't win. And if they got to the playoffs, they would inevitably screw up and lose. And then things changed. They changed when I, they got Mahomes, and they yeah. changed when they got Andy. I have no – there's not a uh, there's not a bit of distraction in who I want to win who? the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like not – I don't sit here and ponder, well, this, yeah. that, and that. You know, yeah. this. No, no, I'm – Chiefs a million percent. Yeah. 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 Me too. I hate the 49ers, man. <laughs> I grew up the 49ers beating the crap out of the plus, Falcons. Plus Shanahan probably doesn't yeah, sit well with you. That dumb A doesn't deserve to win a Super Bowl after what he did. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Shanahan becomes the the, the, the Mike, uh, I'm sorry, the Andy Reid of the era. Yeah. He doesn't win this game. You know, get yeah. close, can't mm-hmm. win the big one. Yeah. That's what That was the knock on Reed, right? He lost yeah. all those NFC Championship games. Four. four. Finally went to a Super Bowl, yeah. didn't win that, and yeah. lo and behold, look what happens with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's what that's that's what the, the Niners and, and Shanny are, you I'll know. say this, when, when at, at the half, when the Lions were beating the tar out of San Francisco, I did think in my mind, I wonder if he'll try to get Kirk Cousins next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I give Purdy credit, man. He came back. He I will say. Back. I will say. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. I started reading. Must not have been very important. Oh, I started reading the. No, text. I remember. I I'm radioactive. Shake. Gronk has four rings. Been retired for years. The same age as Kelsey. I don't. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah, I read well, that too. I said, Kel- I said Kelsey's better than yeah. Gronk. Well, he, he is. is. Better. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. better. He's right. better. So, so what? what? And I love Gronk. Gronk's yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. So Rob, what? Though? Rob Gronk got so many yeah. rings. I don't mean that. Yeah, I think Kelsey's the best yeah. tight end I've ever seen. Yeah, and I love Gronk. Right. I think Gronk is probably the second best tight end I've ever seen. Yeah, you know. Um, but man, oh man, eleven catches. I mean, the, he caught Jerry Rice in a lot less games too, my man. A lot less games. So I think I think Kelsey averages. Seven plus, seven plus receptions per game in the postseason. Jerry Rice averaged five point something, which is awesome. Well, it helps when you are the only weapon on your team. 
Yeah. By the way, you hit something about those teams, the dynasties. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Oh. That stuck it in my brain. Uh-huh. And, 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 well, look at who we got there, dude. Bradshaw. Yeah. Montana. Yeah. Aikman. Yeah. Brady. Sure. Mahomes. Yeah. And by the way, I it, it usually takes a couple generations or at least a couple decades before we start pushing one goat out with at the horns of another <laughs> billy goat. Yeah. But Mahomes enters the fray. He not, played not against now. the goat. He enters the fray to have the opportunity to be that. Is sure what I'm he saying. Yeah. He's nowhere near. He's only had. You know, he, what the interesting thing is though, the one that will the one that Brady got him. Brady got him when he went to. T- Usually, the old mm-hmm. goat gets pushed out by the new yeah, goat. The yeah. new goat had a chance to push out the old goat, and the new goat didn't do it on that particular Super That's Bowl. That's what Sunday. solidified the old goat. The like he's yeah. the goat goat for yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of goat talk here. We're just warming up. It's a Monday. Lots to do. Lots to go over. All kinds of other things as well. Uh, right here on a Monday morning edition of the Drill, we're ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. Hit it. Hey. All right, time for the ten minute oh. drill. I understand hey. that ET's got a twenty questions for us, so that'll be fun. Uh, ET, do we second. have some razzle dazzle today? Oh, we do, man. We got one free car wash from Liquid Sunshine Car Wash, plus a free alignment from Tire Outlet. I'll let you boy at the end of the ten minute drill, of course. Yes, I just have to say this. This is just a uh, Dan note. That I didn't get to in the first segment, and I'll do it quickly, expeditiously, and move on. But I was settled in nice and beautiful day Saturday, man. Great weather outside. Had a nice lunch with BWR. Mm-hmm. Wonderful time. Oh, Came back home, settled Lovely. in. Okay. Watching, mm-hmm. watching my team, one of my teams, have the most successful month that they've had in 10 years, wins-wise. So it must, it's not the Gator basketball team. It must no. be the Knicks. Knicks. Beating that heat, orange and blue Saturday for beating it. heat culture, just enjoying <laughs> that whooping we're putting on them. I don't think the heat have won since they broke out that silly heat yeah. look at us heat culture jersey. Yeah. Heat culture beating that a, and then that and then that dirty heat culture flared up and took out. Was one it of a my, dirty play? Nah, yeah. took out one of my better players uh, uh, on purpose. This guy's this guy's team. Single-handedly and purposefully ended my best pitcher's year two years in a row. Julius Randall way. goes down. and <laughs> Back in the day. You could tell he was hurt, and now mm. he's a dislocated shoulder. Not playing tonight, I saw. Well, he'll be out for at least a month, You'll I, be I right. suspect. You've but got I'm, a pretty good team. I'm 12-2 and two with OG and, and uh, E. Uh, that's one of your teams. I know you have a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I also like to point out, while you're crowing about your guy, uh, you went to the free throw line 43 times. The dubs went 16, okay? And that's on the road, man. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's strange. That's, that's ridiculous. I, a great game. I would like to be referred to for the rest of today only. Yes. Uh-huh. And only because it will hardly come up because we're so football dominated. Yes. But after a thorough investment yes. in the hardwood this weekend, I would like to be known, at least for today, as Dr. Hoops. I watched a lot of basketball, Dan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I watched the Gator game. Uh-huh. Then I watched the FSU-North Carolina game. Okay. I'm talking about, like, watch the games, like yeah. the whole games, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I flipped over. I watched some of your I, – I, I willed the heat back from 13 down to a tie <laughs> just like that. And then I switched it over to Duke. Yeah. And I'm watching Duke Clemson. That was a fantastic game. I'm learning these J.P. Hall. I'm learning all these players. I haven't paid any attention. Was, mm-hmm. So I, I watched that game. I also watched the end of Kentucky-Arkansas. Mm-hmm. 
I watched your mm-hmm. Knicks. Uh, yeah, I said I got the heat back from 13, then I turned around, and they were, you were up 10 again, and then you pulled away. Culture. And then I watched the finish it all off with the best of it all was that that Lakers-Warriors that game on game, Saturday man. night was the NBA regular season game of the decade. That 43, was 3-16. Fantastic, man. What a great game that was all the way around, just shot after shot and <laughs> overtime after overtime. Stiff, dude. Terrific. So, Dr. Hoops Woo. here. It includes the Gators who uh, I apologize for you drawing the ire of, you know, the Mike White haters over things that I say. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't know why they would have to go to your handle per se. Um, but we talked this weekend. I said, I don't know what's so hard to understand. You can be two things. I think the the, the entitlement shown by the fan base in, that against Mike White was way unfair, way unjustified. And at the same time, I like Ty Golden. I hope he does well. Yeah. So when Florida gets a 21-point lead, there's no part of me going, oh, gosh, I wish I hadn't said that about the Mike White haters. And then Mike White. I don't understand why and they, then they, and then why they, ch- they start pulling stuff yeah. out like that. Like there's like it's a big deal to beat. And listen, I love beating Georgia. That's nine in a row. Shout out. But then they lost a twenty-one point lead, and yeah, so they I mean, all right. I mean, settle down, boys. At the end result, it's an overtime win by four. And the point is, they're they're really they're they're the same guy. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I, I, which is fine. I'm just like you guys think that like the Mike White haters thought you'd, you'd fire Mike White and you would get you know. John Calipari to come down or something, yeah. right? I mean, so. they, they got they're going to Kentucky and Texas A and M this week. I'm not going to so. root. It. I listen. I Go look. I like dub. Todd Golden. I think he's got way better personnel than Georgia. I was amazed that they somehow let that lead go bye bye. It's yes. just like you look up. Georgia was hitting everything from outside. It's very odd how we. It's weird. Like we'll have well, a game where the offensively, defense was atrocious yeah, by Florida, but we atrocious. They could they could drive when they wanted and get uncontested layups, and yet, and yet. Throw it out and have wide open threes. Like I go, they must be in a zone. There's no way they could be playing man here with these open. I mean, it was. And if you look, oh, Dan, if awful. you look a step further into the whole season, yeah, it's also a compounding team this way. I've watched Florida games where there's seven minutes to go in the half and they've got 13 points, right? And then I've watched games where they score 100, right? Well, this like is- offensively the other day, they were it just was like if they could, but but. If you have a 21-point lead at home and you can't hold it and get a little style points and win by double digits and instead have the other team with the ball and a chance to win, which didn't we all know Georgia's about to win the game? Their next three are at Kentucky, at A&M, and Auburn at home. Yeah. They need to find some dubs. Two and one. They need to go two and one. And, yeah. and you know, and the point is, the back to the Michael. And I'll put it in. I don't want to do it every time. I, the only reason I brought it up is because you said they were, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is Mike White, like Todd Golden, the ceiling for Florida is to – Hope to be 22 and 10 and make the tournament. And once every 10 years, have a special team that can go deeper. Yeah. That's what, that's what the sin. And Mike White was reaching that ceiling. Florida basketball fan will learn over the course of the next six to eight years that in his best years, Golden might make an elite eight. That's just where Florida basketball is. Unless you get, you know, someone more than they went and got. And Todd Golden is fine. I think he's doing a great job. I think they can be a good team. I think they can have years where they're in the top two or three in the SEC. I think they can go to the tournament pretty much year in, year out, which Mike White had them doing. But I don't think that suddenly we're going to be the basketball power that Billy Donovan, and you made such a good point the other day, we haven't really talked about through it all, is that that what makes Donovan's greatness even that much more unimpeachable Mm -hmm. and unattainable is he did it with three different groups. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He got to Final Fours with three different groups at Florida. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, There's a bit of breaking news this morning. We have a downtown Jack's apartment fire, man. Our oh, no. The roof has been on fire for like nine hours, man. I mean, the boys are down there. Shout out to the firefighters up there battling that that blaze. Wow. That which is, which complex is it? It's a new one. It's not, I don't think, I think it's, they're building. It's not, oh, so it's not people living in it? No. Then? Okay. No. 
No. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's just a couple blocks from Everbank. I, it might be right there on, um, I'm not sure exactly where it is. I'm looking at a, a wide picture. It might be on Bay Street or, hmm. uh, but it's downtown. So, um, yeah. So anyway, shout out to the boys, uh, pumping some water on that thing, pumping some water. All right. Um, our Super Bowl is set. Uh, it's Kansas City, San Francisco. Um, Again, I was not a believer in Kansas City after watching them from week one on, and and there they are. They figured it out. You know, uh, Mahomes, I remember I was, I was reading Peter King this morning, and Mahomes told the boys, he said, look, and it's not that they, they're not the high-powered offense they used to be, but they figured out their offense. And they went against the Baltimore Ravens defense, which was the best in the NFL, and they went right down the field, time-consuming drives, uh, things of beauty early, and then they they just held on. They held on and let their defense win the game, and their defense dang sure won that game for them. Now they got some help from Zay Flowers. Really undisciplined play by Baltimore also should be pointed out. For sure. You know, you can't punch Mahomes, of all people, in the head. Two in the same drive. Kyle Van Noy, who's played forever, can't go up and headbutt Travis Kelsey. That's stupid. Zay Flowers and the taunting thing was ridiculous. That was worse than the, well, I don't know if it was because, listen, the Lions did the same thing and almost cost themselves, but their offense was clicking so well they were able to score. The Ravens weren't able to overcome Zay Flowers because of Zay Flowers. But there were mistake after mistake after mistake by Baltimore that was just like they wanted to, they took it too far. And there was a play on the sideline where Mahomes got tackled out of bounds that they could have thrown yeah. another flag on yeah, him, and they, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And also, shout they hit out, him on the sideline. On shout one, out one, to uh, shout out to head referee Steve Greg Brady Smith, who clearly was under the weather. Yeah, yeah. and his voice kept cracking. Change. I think it's Peter Brady, actually, but yeah, I don't want right. to right. quibble. Uh, <laughs> all right, the fire. We got the more the definite details. It's right next to Intuition there on A. Philip Randolph, so right across the street from yeah. First Coast News. Yeah, really, right there oh. at the corner. It's the Doro Building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not yeah. good. They're saying it's a bad situation out oh, yeah. there. So. That's a big one. I saw it. It was not good. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break and come back and play 20 questions with E. He was hopping uh, across the country this weekend. That's what he does. Little razzle-dazzle. And he ran into somebody. But right now, he does have some razzle-dazzle at 641-1010. You got to come kind. You got to come courteous. And E, what are they going to win? Oh, they're going to get a free car wash from Lucas Sunshine at Car Wash. car wash. Plus a free alignment from uh, Tires Island. All you got to do is Ooh. haul at your boy. Let's go. All right, we are hurtling towards uh, Don Anthony Baselli, Jr. at top of the hour. But let's do 20 questions with E here. He had a fun weekend, I guess. He went up to a, What do you do when you go up to Atlanta for the weekend? You <laughs> see some music, you club, shows? Like, Two words. Magic City. <laughs> Chick- chicken wings. Oh, yeah. I hear you. I don't know if you know. I, I know what those are. So yeah. does Lou Williams. Yeah, sweet Lou. <laughs> so uh, E at an at a airport encounter. Unlike the ox gator who will chastise celebs. More than chastise. He'll harass Once got, once got intimidated by one Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> got a little nervous. He said something he probably shouldn't have said. Well, he definitely said something he shouldn't, shouldn't have said because that's what the ox gator does. Okay. Um, e probably uh-huh. glad-handed and said nice to meet you or something along those lines. But the point is we get to guess and we'll start uh, 20 questions. 20 Mark questions. them down. Here we go. Uh, uh, was it a man? No. Okay. Okay. That helps. Was it an entertainer? Be a little more. Okay, was it a, okay, was it an athlete? Yes. Okay. Nah. So it's a female athlete. Was it is it a is she a current athlete? Yes. All right. 
in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Current athlete. Uh, I went to Atlanta. Yeah. I did not meet no, the person it, in Atlanta. No, no. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. It was just in an airport. Uh-huh. I flew okay. to Orlando. I'll say that. Okay. okay. Was it in the Orlando airport? Yes. Well, we already knew that. Oh, we did? He knew that already? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, never mind. That's not a question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so in the Orlando airport. By the way, I mean, who? Oh, you flew out of Orlando. In Current female athletes. Okay. Um, it, does she play a sport with a ball? New. Is she an Olympian? Yeah. Okay. There's five questions. She's All a current right. Olympian. So let's see. She's either track and field or swimming. Simone Biles. Or gymnastics. Yeah. Let's go for a big one. Let's go so for a home run. A home run on question six. Is it Simone Biles? New. Damn it. Okay. Is is it a... So she's a current Olympic athlete? She... Yeah, and without a ball, by the way. Right. Now, it could be... It's most likely summer, but... Yeah, it's either, or it could be, it's, yeah, I guess it could be like. No ball, right? He said no ball. No, no ball. ball. No ball. So no tennis, no golf, no basketball, no softball, no somebody, soccer. It's a gymnast. It's a gymnast, a swimmer, or a track star. It is somebody you know. Don't say anything. All right. Is it, uh, okay. Is it a, is it a track and field athlete? Yes. Okay. That is seven questions. All right. All right, what's the... Uh, I know who it is. You do? Yeah. Okay, I do. It. Let's get is it. Is it Shikari Richardson? <laughs> These boys are so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. Uh, did you... Did is that you, who it is? Yes. Yeah. Did you exchange any of the sweet stinky with her? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys hit the crown room together? <laughs> no. We were in the elevator. Now, did you recognize room. her due to her tattoos? So funny. Yeah. So the person who I was with did, I did not. Okay, there you go. She has a distinct, she yeah, had yeah, a tiger. she got them all over, yeah. man. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's she a, fast. Uh, she fast. Yeah. And, and like, she also, I feel for her. I mean, they, they, they took away that girl's win because mm-hmm. she smokes weed. Right. I mean, that's like, is that a performance answer? Did I miss something? Uh-huh. That's like, she she hated cap in the field when right. she does that. <laughs> right. Did you uh, just talk to her? Yes, yes. Okay. I didn't recognize it was her. So when's she coming on the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where is she headed? Just off to some training or yeah, some event? Yeah, she's probably headed to training. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, didn't realize know, yeah. it was her. Yeah, was yeah. Like, hey, that's, that's it, You know how I knew this? Is she from because Orlando? I didn't, I, I didn't think he could, I mean, with no due respect, after the Olympics, there'll probably be 10 you could reference. Uh-huh. I, it's only, that's the only one that he would know. 100%. Right, yeah. That's the only one yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know any else. Credit to her for knowing. I mean, she's uh, got to do something in a sport we don't watch to know who she is. And I don't know her because of that controversy. Uh-huh. I know because she's been beaten rear end since then. Right, right. right. She's very kind. She reminds me of Angel Reese, man. They can be sisters to me. They just they got she that talk. talk that talk. Yeah, yeah. they talk that she's talk, ta- man. But if you're a, here's what oh. I love about sprinters talking that talk. It's all them, man. Tennis, yeah. golf, yeah. sprinter, boxer, the UFC, visual. you talk your talk, mm-hmm. it's on you. You yep. can't play well to kick or miss or all oh, the outfielder drop the ball. So, uh, oh, Shikari Richardson then. Yeah, apparently she gets her hair done a lot in Orlando. Um, okay. I didn't recognize That's her. All, she, got a, she got some fancy, you know, she got a lot of work there with that hair. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But she, actually, she was all natural. She, she nice. went natural. Oh, good. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. Did you chat with her? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Because like, cause the person who, who, who recognized her, hey, look, that's Shikari Richardson. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then I was like, she's a runner. She's a track star. She turned around and smiled. She's like, oh, hey. I like your tracksuit, blah, blah, blah. Where y'all going? Uh, uh, safe travels, blah, blah, blah. She was really nice. Nice. Um, Bob Herrig reporting that Live Golf has signed uh, Adrian Moronk and, and his uh, Tyrrell Hatton is about to go. Right, good. Close. Yeah, yeah. Have Not that it matters. I don't, point, I, I, yeah. You know what I've determined it is? I, it's interesting you brought this up. I, uh-huh. I relented. I love watching golf too much. 
I like the pressure of the PGA Tour. I'd that was rather, fun. I'd rather watch unknowns. What was the Frenchman's name? Pavone. Meh. What was his first name? Yeah. Pavone. All seriousness, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that Pavone and, you know, Hogart and these dudes are, are you know, Mickelson and Rom and Dustin Johnson coming down the stretch. I would rather watch those dudes under the pressure. Yeah. That shot that Pavone hit out of oh the dadgum God. rough on 18, man. So it's crazy. A, it's a, they finished this week on a Saturday. They started on a Wednesday. Don't ask me why. And they've probably been doing it for it's years. The conference too. championship game is the reason. Is that why? Yeah. Okay. But but they'll play Super Bowl Sunday. Go figure. Yeah, but they play into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, so dude comes to 18 like his uh, one-time countryman, Jean Vandeveld, in control of winning, right? And, and Oh, actually, on 17, he had a two-shot lead with about a, what, three-foot putt to make, would you say? Uh, yeah. And he misses the putt, yeah. taps in, and takes the bogey. He's still got a one-shot lead. Sure as heck, he hits it into the bunker, um, which is okay. It's a bunker shot on a par five. Now you got you don't have to go for it in two. That's fine. Just lay up, get your, you know... And take care of business. Well, he hits out of the bunker and into the deep, deep rough. I mean, disappears. Like, I mean, I don't like, know like how you can hit that. Over your ankles. And he yeah. just, he hit it as hard as he could to go about 90 yards. Yes. And it just, it was luck. Yeah. You swing at it as hard as you can. Yeah. I mean, it was luck so that he ended up with a birdie effort that he ultimately had to make. Yes. Or he would have gone to a playoff. And so, you know, I would much rather watch that than see Dustin Johnson and, 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 and Cam Smith at right. twenty under par, trying to win the four million dollars at some you know event hole in six. Prague. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, right. I just. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just. That's that's more compelling. And the difference in the talent level. Dude Pavone <laughs> would beat anybody over there this week, just as on some weeks anybody over there would beat anybody Matthew over here. Matthew Pavone. How did we do? Did you add up any of the totals this week there, Et? I didn't even. Not yet. Yeah. I don't even know who anyone has. I think somebody I gotta, had. I gotta get some. I gotta get some con- concreteness to these. I can get that to you again. Yeah. There's. Somebody had Finau. Who had yeah, Finau? Somebody had Shoffley. And they had okay weeks, but again, it wasn't a big payout o- tournament. Bear got me a little bit. He came on late. I yeah. got like two two hundred, I think. Bear and Shoffley were both nine under. Well, how much money? Does it have the money there? No. Three fifty, maybe? I don't know. I just I, I just so. want to start to chugging upward a little bit. All right, let's come back and talk to Tony Baselli. Breakfast with Baselli. Not just his uh thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup and no, the uh, let's talk about uh Trent and uh the boys <laughs> right. and Jags the and that's right. The presser. Uh, late last week, and the state of the Jaguars now compared to the best of the best still standing in the NFL. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. Yeah! Oh, number 71 on your program, number one in your heart. Number 355, PFHOF, Don Anthony Baselli Jr. joining us on the program now. To chat things up, all things Jaguar. Tony. But we do have a... Uh, Super Bowl ready for us, Tony. Yeah, we do, Tony. And during the Super Bowl, obviously the Hall of Fame vote takes place. And I'm just curious if you had conversations with Fred at all. I mean, outside of you know maybe running into him late in the year at the at the ballpark. Uh, just uh, no. Uh, besides text messages, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Nervous but time I for know, him. I, you know I, all about I, that. I, yeah, I know what he's going through. Yeah. And uh, but he'll know before. It's not like it was for most of your. Sitting there oh, no, waiting. He'll, he'll know. Yeah. He might he he might already know. He might already know, yeah. Because they, they do the Zoom call now and they all vote and then Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he might already know. And then somebody um, comes and knocks on their door and blah blah blah. Or, so. Well it depends. Or, or, knock on yeah. the door or he gets a dreaded phone call. Mm. 
Damn it, that so, phone call, Tony. Um, Too many of those. <laughs> yeah, trust me. And, I, and uh, it's, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. mean, I really, I mean, I purposely, like, don't want to yeah. know because I don't want to be asked. And Yeah, good point. Good, That's a good know, point, just, yeah. It's better for me not to know. So Tony knows. Um, He'll tell us after the after the segment. We'll let you all know next. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend most of our time really Tony on the Jags and kind of the post mortem that was given by Trent Balky. I don't know some month after the season actually ended, but uh, first your thoughts on on this Super Bowl matchup and you know how each team got there and and you know I, I I'm, I'm I'm struck by two things here after what I saw yesterday. Just the you know the greatness of the Chiefs. It is what it is. Just surrender to it. We're gonna be in for it for another five ten years probably, and then just the monumental. Collapse and choke by the Lions. I mean, in every way that you can lose a football yeah. game, they decided to. Yeah, I, I'm not going to call it a choke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I what is a choke? I, I, I strongly disagree with some of the decisions that were made. <laughs> yeah, I mean the drops, um, Tony. The drops, the well, clanking off the helmet, the fumbles. You know that that's that's why it was kind of a total effort. In addition to, I'm with you, just terrible decision making. But anyway, well, let's let's go through the so the one drop on the fourth down. The first fourth down, which would have been like a forty mm-hmm. some odd yard yeah. field goal, take the points, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. okay. no question, uh, like make it a, because if you take the points there, yeah. now there's no guarantee he's going to make it, but that's a very makeable. Yes, you know, four, we call it a forty-five yarder. Yes, you take the points there, you basically nullify the first five-minute drive of the forty yeah. nine. You're halfway you through the right third back. quarter, and it's even. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so it's you know you're like okay, it's still a three-score game. Correct. Um, that was a. It's a ball that you would hope an NFL receiver would catch, but it wasn't like an easy catch. I mean, right. he was thrown behind. He's going one way, lunging back the other way. So, I mean, that's a that would have been a really good catch. But next, you know, then you get the crazy bounce off the helmet. Ugh. Listen, he's a DB. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's that, and that's not an easy interception. He's like trying to track it. He's going backwards. He's trying to get his hands up. He's fighting with the receiver, that was just unlucky that that thing bounced up and I caught it. Um, I don't think that's a choke. I mean, that's a guy fighting to make a play. Yeah, you'd like him to make it, yeah. but it's not an easy play. Okay. I thought the I thought the big one was the third down on the easy crosser that uh, Reynolds dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because you, you, you go there, it, it changes – a lot of that game because it was like they had a little bit something going. They were right. running it okay, you know. Like that was a killer to me. That's when I was like, "Uh oh." I thought the Gibbs <laughs> fumble to the Forty ers had scored in the very first play after they scored. You fumble, you give no them the ball right that there. That was huge. That's Return another one. Huge. But yeah, yeah, that's it. But the but something watching that game when the he dropped the crosser, I was like, "This is not good." Yeah. Right. That was the moment when I was like, "This is getting." Out I of thought the they fell getting... apart in the second half tone. There were a lot <laughs> of drops. Yeah, you could feel it, Tone. That's why I don't like to use the word choke either, but even like down in the damn punt on the one-yard line, I mean, what are you guys doing? It's a great punt. It's popped up in the air. Just stop and catch it. But those are are bang-bang plays, and I know it looks easy for us, but things are 1,000 miles I know, I know. Now, what I don't understand is – Dan Campbell going for it. Yeah, he choked too. That's dumb. I mean, come on, Danny. The second – Field goal, yeah. You go kick that, yeah. 
You like go kick the points, tie it up. Yes, hundred percent, bro. Then you like, you just you tie it up. You you have faith in your defense. I, I said they're going to go down and score. It's going to be ten points, and you're dead. That's exactly right. It's right. Like, like like you ended the game right there. Correct. You kick the field goal. It's now tied. If they go score, you have a chance to either go win it right. with a touchdown or tie it with a field goal. Hey. You know, and and I they he I got a free pass that. with the he made the same dumb decision in Dallas and he got a free pass because the Cowboys ended up losing in the playoffs so he got the home games that he would have earned with a win in that game anyway but you know that like a lot of the arguments well that's his mentality that's what they've been doing all no, year but no, but no, no you change sorry. yeah you change sorry. your mind when the consequences are different when the, I was so happy when he kicked the field goal at the end of the half yeah, he almost did I it. thought he I thought he was going to go for it I'm like, please don't go for it uh, um now there I mean Jeff there is some like Yes, that's who he is. And yes, that's why they are. It's partly why they got there where they are. But I still think, and I'm fine with being aggressive, but you have to measure it. Mm-hmm. Look at the game situation and understand that, okay, this is a hot offense. If I don't get it, I'm effectively ending the game mm. right there. Yeah. And that's where I was like, golly. And then the other one, I don't understand. It's third and goal from the one. You have mm-hmm. three timeouts. Mm-hmm. You can't run it there. You, oh, you, God. You throw it oh. in, and, and if you don't get it, then you have the run-pass option on fourth down. Right. Because it's, you know, do or die. And that that's a different mm. ending mm. if they can keep those three timeouts. Because yeah. now, all of a sudden, you can – it's still a low percentage, but you get a three and out, you're going to get the ball back with about a minute. Bro, they had one – and the Lions were playing so – they could have won the game. That's what's so frustrating. They had a – Third and 12, and that Gibbs kid is so fast. He kicked it outside and got a first down. They converted a third and 15 or whatever on the same drive, 18. I mean, just really, Goff played great football. If they didn't have the drops, he would have had unbelievable numbers. It's it's just a shame. And I'm going to throw one name at you, and I want you to tell me how good this guy is uh, because I think you you really appreciate him. Uh, Panay Sewell as a eligible. I think think Panay Sewell is one of the best. Offensive lineman in all football. That's what I thought. I mean, this guy. Yeah, he's an absolute yeah. stud. I mean, he's a freakish athlete. What he's an athlete. Powerful. He, he goes in motion and he's blowing guys up, Tone. It was impressive yeah, to watch. I actually watched a little bit of him. He was so, he stood out so much. Tony, let me ask you. He's a great player. So, but, you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. Let me, the other thing that stood out to me about that game, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've obviously was rooting for Detroit because of Mark. Yeah. Um, Two years ago, or three years ago, they got hired. I mean, it was three years ago. It was the, the Lions and the Jaguars both made hires. Yep. The Lions hired Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. We hired Urban Meyer. Yep. Both had terrible. I mean, they won three games. Yep. Urban was Urban. We then, you know, and then so two years ago, then we, we have the one and two picks, and we got Doug. Mm-hmm. And we made our pick, they made their pick. And I and I was sitting in the game last night, so if you just look from over the last three years, both made coaching changes, both made quarterback changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found myself there is like, love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Like the Lions have an identity, who they are. Mm-hmm. Tough nose, run the ball, play action pass, 
you know, they stopped the run. They're one of the better run defenses. Not a great defense, but there's like a tough nose. Like they have an identity. Would you agree with that? Like everyone, like if you said, what's the identity of kneecap biters? He made their identity well stated on his opening press conference when he went absolutely like caveman. Physical. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And maybe they and do. They, hey, Tony, maybe they do a better job in onboarding. Well, it's, I just and I was thinking about it. I'm not. Be, this is not being critical, but I was like, what's our identity? Right. And if you'd have told me two years ago that in 2024 that Jared Goff would be the better has would have had the better 2024 than Trevor Lawrence, I would have said you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, because you, I mean, and I'm I'm comparing them to us because for a decade we were in the same boat, irrelevant, not very good. We had the one year in 2017 kind of popped. Um, the lines did not, but I mean, similar you know, franchises as far as success. Yeah. And, and it just would, what stood out to me is that like they're, they have an identity and they are, and they've built that team, you know, a, a physical nature. And I'm going to repeat myself. I've said it a thousand times. I just believe that's how you play football. Okay. You have to control the line of scrimmage. You have to have a physical physicality to win football games. Well, Physical December and January. I, I, I just wanna I just wanna rattle off these names to you, Tony, and this is how you get an identity, by the way. All right. The last three years, all right? Sewell, McNeil, Melifonwu, Amon Ra, Hutchinson, Williams, Pascal, Kirby Joseph, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. I mean, that is Elite yeah, the, drafting yeah, tone. Yeah, yeah. Elite. Well, those, yeah, they built their team through the draft. Is what you're saying? Oh my god, draft. dude! Are you kidding Laporte me? Laporte is a rookie tight end, second team All Pro. Our guy had two catches. Laporte is a good player now. Yeah. Um, and and this is not me. And so I just thought it was, it was, but that I helps you not, get that identity tone. That helps you. I get it. But that I mean, you got players. So I just thought it was. It was. I was just sat there. One that I was happy for Mark. I was pissed. If I'm just being honest, I don't know if I can yeah. say on the radio. You just did. It's okay. Is I like that should be us. Like we should be. We should be playing for the right. They, like, and I'm like I. We should be. I want us to be to have the identity of saying this is like every year is like we are fighting. We're in the playoffs. It's not yeah. a question whether we get in the playoffs or not. It's like you know, are we going to go to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Detroit's there. They got to repeat it. They did yeah. it, you know, last year. You know, it would be interesting to see what their rebound is after this devastating loss that they had. It's hard. Um, there'll be questions about Dan, his decision making, you know, so on and so forth. But it'll be interesting to do what they do. But you know, there's nothing better than NFL playoffs. I just went to identity dot com, Tony. Huh? I went to identity. I went to identity dot com. I have. I have found the Jaguars' identity, so I'm sorry, but finish your NFL playoff. Uh, you're well, right. I, I just, I think the NFL playoffs. There's nothing better. There's no re- it's like, it's like you watch yesterday, and it's like, yep, yeah, this is why the NFL runs this country when it comes to professional sports. All right, you guys want I mean, an identity? Yeah, bit back and forth. I mean, it was a great game. I thought let's talk quickly about the Chiefs. Yeah, everyone was talking about this Chiefs Ravens. Ravens best team in the NFL, probably might be most complete team. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I told everyone. And anyone that asked me, family, who's with my boys this weekend, like, what do you think? I'm like, I am not betting against Patrick Mahomes. There's no chance. Yep. That dude is the best football player yep. in the NFL. And I just can't bet against him. And what he does, and with Andy Reid and you know Travis Kelsey, who's averaged this year, comes up big. I mean, they're just 
Man, that defense, I mean, what a what a team. What a team and what they did going on the road when everyone questioned them, I thought was just fantastic and hats off to them. Just a great job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and they're gonna encounter kind of that same opponent. I think we all agree, top to bottom, outside of the quarterback, 49ers have better personnel than the Chiefs. 49ers probably have the best pers- personnel in football, don't they, Tone? Top to bottom? I mean, uh yeah, both, both lines so they of got, scrimmage, they, receivers. They got some issues on defense. Tayshawn Gibson still plays pretty good, man, all these years later. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Of all those yeah. guys on 17, he's the one with some staying power. Yeah, I, I, they have some, San Francisco has some issues on defense. Okay. And they got exposed a little bit late in the season. got exposed yesterday, I thought. I thought the Packers exposed a little bit. You can run against them. Yeah. You can run – you can get – if you have the ability to be physical up front with the Lions were, oh, they were by great. the way – Ooh. And so the, the Chiefs can run the ball with Pacheco. That's going to be – that's where I think the Chiefs – if they can – you know, because defensively I think the Chiefs are every bit as good or better than the 49ers. I think so too. I think they're better. Yeah, yeah, they're better. And then if you look at the offensive side, you're definitely taking Mahomes at quarterback. Um, right. right. Outside right. of quarterback, though, I mean, I think you go – you know, and you could say the same thing to Ray. The Bills probably have better talent. To be honest, I mean, if you just outside of the quarterback, I, I, it's amazing. I well, I I this this is where I disagree. Okay. Offensively, maybe. Yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. 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 The, the, the interior three of that offensive line for the Chiefs are studs. Yeah. 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 Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Uh, Trey Smith and Tooney. Like those are Pro Bowl players. Yeah. Those guys, like the three of them, are were those holding calls on Trey Smith yesterday. The second one, no, it was awful. Okay. Was, I thought that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I didn't think the first one is. I didn't either. either. I was awful. I see t- why they. Yeah. I see why they called it because okay. he got beat and he was kind of falling. And yeah, he fell. He kind of, yeah. you know. I get why they called that one. The second one was just, come on, you officially. How much football have you watched? That's a screen. <laughs> right. You can't call that. We can so, talk 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 a lot about the Super Bowl matchup uh, next week. Meanwhile, Trent yeah. Balky held his uh, season ending. He he mentioned identity, by the way. But yeah, we know the identity of the football team, don't we, Dan? Don't we? E? Haven't we pointed out? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! No. Right, let's do no. some t-shirts. Yeah. Some truth to this. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Turn it up. Yeah. Turn it up. Yeah. Turn it up. Let's talk about the press conference. All right. So, to, uh, my first thing is. I don't understand, uh-huh. and I wish they would have done this rest of the season. Too much, like, like I, in a perfect world, you do that with your either back-to-back or at the same time, your head coach and GM together. Mm-hmm. Because then you can make, even then, if whether you're on the same page or not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It sends the message that you are. Right. And what I worried about was I listened to that, and, I think Trent said some fine things. I mean, I'm, like if you listen, he made some nice points. And yeah. Everything else, and you should say stuff that he said as GM. Now continue. And, uh, that's right. Right. But there was the way I listened to it, and I didn't listen to it live. I talked to people, and then I went back and listened to everything. Mm-hmm. There was moments like that he said things that felt like he pointing the finger a little bit. Hundred percent. I don't know how else to say it. I'm not saying he was, but no, I know. this is where perception is reality. Yeah. And when you like wait three weeks to do this, which right. I don't understand what you're waiting for. Right. And then I think like in a perfect world, and I have no idea. I'm not even going to comment on whether they're on the same page. I'll actually take Trent at face value. He says they're on the same page. Okay, great. Okay. I'm good with that. Like do that press conference back to back or on or together. Yeah. So you can, so 
Because there's times like in Trent, rightfully so, I'm not a coach. Those are coaches. I'm not going to comment on that. But then he felt like he'd go on and com- make comments about those things. <laughs> and so I just think there was little things like that that just didn't help ourselves as an organization because it just a lot of it's perception because you know you can read twitter and everyone else no one knows right doug's entrenched relationship outside unless you're in that building and like i'm not in that building so i'm going to take trent at face value they say they're on the same page great yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't don't believe it tony i don't believe it at all hold on but go ahead i'm just thinking face value yeah but where i when 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 the media asked about specific players right what I heard Trent say is we had a vision, we drafted the right guy, but we did not onboard them yes. the correct way. What is that? Can you tell me onboarding. what onboard means, by the way? Yeah, I've never, well, I know what it means in like business. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to take what it means in business, and I believe this is what Trent's saying, is you have a vision, you have a plan for a guy. Mm-hmm. And then when you bring him in, who, whoever is responsible, and I would, in my opinion, I would think this is the coaches, Sure. did not onboard or did not, use them and prepare them in the way that they had a vision for so that they could execute that vision during the season. In other words, the translation is don't blame me. I drafted good players. They're not developing them. That's how it sounds. That's how it sounds. Well, I I think, I mean, the vast majority of people I've talked to, that's what they heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's not hard. So why wouldn't you put this, if, if, if it's the end of January, and you're going to come out and you're going to say so-and-so is going to be a Jaguar. I'm not saying negotiations should be done, but one of the one of the advantages of being management is you have a, a sort of a, a trump card in the franchise tag. But maybe it sounds like you got two guys you want to keep. I guess my point is why in the last three weeks haven't you put on your things to-do list, contact Josh Allen's people and at least have lunch or talk parameters or – chat or say hey we just want to know we really want to keep you or anything along those lines why hasn't that happened yeah but i'm i'll answer that in a second okay this is why you do that press conference practice correct but they didn't so oh i know hold on but this is and this is what i understand because i actually agree with trent mm-hmm. that you don't start negotiating from the podium well, like you I, don't I didn't say that i know i get that yeah. i mean so so i understand why he said what he said but the problem is, you come out and say what he did, which I thought was appropriate based on his role. And like, I'm not going to sit here and negotiate and tell you who's on the roster and who's not, because I'm going to hold some cards because I I got to negotiate this and I got to make sure we're all on the same page. So I, I appreciate that. And there's mm-hmm. big decisions to be made mm-hmm. by the organization on key some key guys. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say that, which I think was right, you have to say it right after the season because guess what? If you have not contacted your guy. It is at, now the now the balls in the agents' courts. Like, okay, let me come out and just tell you what I think about this right. press conference. Right. Like, it would be nice if he called us. If he really wants us, like, you just open up Pandora's box. And as far as why has Trent not called the agent, I have no idea. I do, really don't. I would have thought that during the, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Josh starts getting putting big numbers up, big numbers up, big numbers up, big numbers up all season. Now, I understand a lot of teams, and it sounds like this is how Trent wants to operate. We're not going to negotiate deals during the season. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do it publicly. But you can pick up the phone and make sure you, the agent knows, hey, we're going to figure this out. Like, you have some communication, I would think. Right. Because 
the last thing you want out is you give your press conference, and then immediately after the press conference, you have the agent saying, well, it'd be good if he called us. So it doesn't really, it doesn't line up with what he's saying. Right. So I don't know why he hasn't called them. Um, I've, I mean, guys, after the season, it is chaotic with exit interviews, um, evaluating the staff, which obviously they made big changes, finding a new defense coordinator, which I think from everything I've heard, they got the right guy. I've heard mm-hmm. from multiple people across the league that this guy's a Super great, Bowl. <laughs> great coach. Uh-huh. And so, but you, you, when you, when you do the things, when you do things that, let me just, I guess, out of order, out of order a little bit. That's yeah. Waiting that long, I think you just open yourselves up to a bunch of questions that you shouldn't have to answer in the first place. Is it standard operating procedure? And I've heard both sides of it, so I don't know. So I'll ask you, and maybe you do know, maybe you don't know. But is it standard operating procedure for the general manager to sit in on coaches' interviews? Um, like, in other words, Doug's I've, trying to hire a defense coordinator, yeah. and, and Trent says he supports Doug, and whatever decision is Doug's decision, but then why am I sitting in on it when I should be talking to Josh Allen's people getting a deal done? That's well, that's where I would go with that. I, I think it's all – I don't think there's a standing operating procedure. I think it's some teams that the head coach does it by himself. I think some teams probably the team okay. does it. I've also heard of or the you know when they get down to the final guys that the head coach wants the GM to meet with the individual too. Okay. Because you just want input. Yeah, I, I get mean, it. it. I'm can, not saying it, it's it can, wrong or right. I just was wondering. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it can be Doug's decision, which <laughs> I believe it was. Okay. And I'm going to believe what Trent said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the, the head coach still wanting input from others. I mean, I think that's good leadership. Like, so I have no issue if that's what Doug and Trent agreed to. Um, I don't think that's out of bounds or weird or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it has anything to do with whether he called. Josh's agent or not? Um, I think I think like a lot of a lot of the questions we're asking would I, I don't think would be topics of conversation if they if that press conference happens right after the season. I guess is my biggest point. Yeah, yeah. So because like it, you have to be careful what you're going to say, right? Because it, it, and and here's a, like the other thing I'm going to say about Trent's press conference. Mm-hmm. Just by the position that he has compared to the position that Doug has, it's very easy, even if there is zero contention or zero conflict between the two, just from the perspective of how they of what their responsibilities are, it can be viewed as conflict or it could be viewed as not being on the same page just because they're looking at it from a different lens. Well, this is where it helps to have that third guy, Tony, who can decide. Like, I, the way I do it, simplified, and, you know, this is just from a sports fan's perspective, but if your roster is better than your record, then the GM's doing a better job than the coach. If your record's better than your roster, then the GM's not doing a good enough job. And, I, I mean, I just we, – we look at the struggles of these lines of scrimmage and how it's been built and, you know, development aside, he's done just a – he's done a – ridiculously poor job of building what you have already defined as the most important, you know, lifeblood, the spine of your football team are those lines of scrimmage. And we are way below those teams that we see playing here in late January. Well, I, I, yeah, we talked a lot about the lines of scrimmage and I think that's, I'm hoping that's an area that Trent and his staff and then working with Doug and mm-hmm. yeah. the offensive, offensive staff will address. And yeah. then also defensive like make, like we're going from a three four. Is the four, roster three. better than the record, or the record better than the roster, or are they pretty much on par with each other? Or is it too soon to say even? But what, how would you um, look at that, evaluate it, 
in, in that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's that. I, I, Jeff, I like how you're like kind of the lens you're looking simplifying. At. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's probably too simplified okay. because if All I right. look at it, like I don't think we're, I don't think we're good enough at the line of scrimmage. To do too so much, that, we have a we have a lower ceiling because of that. Ultimately, the yeah, big boys. But, each, uh, but at that same time, I think we have. I do think we have a franchise quarterback, but I don't think he played great this year. We scored zero yeah. touchdowns in eight quarters against the two Super Bowl teams. Useless fact. Right. Well, but but how much of that quarterback issues are the fact that couldn't run the ball? Right. Like, running the ball makes playing quarterback a lot easier. How much was it because yeah. he had pressure in his face? I, so, like, th- th- these are all tied together. Yeah. And so you have to look at the big picture. You have to evaluate it from – you can't just say Trent, you know, Trent bad, Doug good, or Trent good, yeah. Doug bad. Right, right, right. Like, I think that's simplifying it too much. I think the most important thing, and this is where, you know, again, I'm going to take Trent at face value. The two of them being on the same page because it is the GM in that scouting staff's job to understand how the coaching staff led by Doug, whose job is to come up with the strategy and philosophy and identity of what they want, how they want to play offense and defense. It is in the GM's job and his staff to go find the players that fit what they want to do and understand, okay, this is the, how we want to run the ball. We want to run the ball. We want to be a, okay, great. We need, okay, based on that, we better go fix the interior. Well, like good, I don't. Good luck. And this is where I. This is where I. I would say Trent and I probably disagree. Like I. Like I don't think there's any way to say that we are good enough in the interior three, or we're good enough at center. Because I'm mean, only bringing it up. I'm not because well, he I'm specifically not, did. That's fair. I'm not signaling out. I know. Uh, for, I, you know. But, but Trent brought him up and said, "Yeah, he's like." A building block or something. It was like yeah, beyond. Whatever. I still think he can be a good football player, yeah. basically. Right, and so my yeah. point is saying. And I and I get I don't want I don't think Trent should throw people in the bus right at all. But I think the the right answer to any question about the offensive line is that we have to get better. Right. Yeah. We need better. We need to get bigger and stronger. And I thought it was interesting. And he said that. But then, you know, questions of like, okay, what changes? Like, there was not like a plan of like this is we're here and we're going here and this is how we're going to get there. Um. And, but that's in a perfect world. Those that's how this will work. I mean, Doug sets the philosophy. This is what we're doing. This is who we're going to be. This is our identity. This is how I want to play offense. This is how I want to play defense. You got a new defense coordinator. We're going three four to four three. It's not the biggest deal in the world because, as Trent said, seventy percent of the time you're in nickel. But like you lay this out, and when you're on the same page, everyone stacks hands. And says, yep, this is who we're going to do. This is who we want to be. And then those. Those scouts would, under Trent's leadership, go find the players. And then you make sure the players you bring in, like the coaches of, yep, that fits. Well, like that's real collaboration, not just being, you know, singing kumbaya and liking each other. Right. Well, it's also very refreshing that, and we need to remind ourselves this because the pain is still fresh, that you're trying to advance forward from a position of being nine and eight. You know, yeah. not three and fourteen with an yeah. endless line of inferior quarterback play and otherwise. So, Tony, we will uh, bid you adieu for a week. We'll talk Super Bowl next Monday. Thank you, Don Anthony. Okay. All Thanks, right. Guys. Thank See you, buddy. my man. There he goes, the Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli, uh, live on the All Pro Roofing Hotline. Uh, each and every week, you hear from uh, Big Bo. We call it Breakfast with Baselli Mondays at uh, eight o'clock. All right, another layer to Patrick Mahomes' greatness brings you a pop quiz when we come back on the other side. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback Only dot com. Welcome back. 
the Monday edition of The Drill. The uh, pest of the day. Please. I mean, I hate to beat a man when he's down. Mm-hmm. Uh, pest of the day, by the way, is uh, brought to you by mm-hmm. Mission Pest Solutions. I got the boys coming up to the house today. Mission Pest, you can count on for the very best in all your customer satisfaction. This is a, a company locally owned, Jacksonville native, Russell Skinner. That's uh, Riley's cousin, by the way. Ten-year veteran Navy pilot, Tyler uh, Terranez. So it, these are a local company. You know, veteran-inspired, uh, owned and operated, and, man, they do a bang-up job. Call 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners and get 25% off your first um, initial pest or termite protection service. So Mission Pest going to blow your mind with their communication and customer service. Call 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners. Uh, you know, again, I, in some ways, I feel a little guilty. Um, I know it was. it's already been a... Tough enough last 24 hours for today's subject. And I know to the victors go the spoils. And so perhaps we should be talking about the incredible close for Unique Center and his run to the Australian Open title. But the pest of the day today mm-hmm. is reserved for his counterpart, the loser in the final, Daniil Medvedev. Why? For the first time in the history of major championship tennis, a dude has blown a two sets to none lead in a Grand Slam final. He's the only one. Not the same tournament. Not the same. The only time ever. No one else has ever done it. No one else has had a two sets to none leave in a Grand Slam final and then blown it. Well, Medvedev played 30 sets. He had to keep going five sets, five sets, five sets. I think he just ran out of gas. I happened to be up early. I was at the gym yesterday, which leads to my pest of the day, if you don't mind. Oh, me for doing sure. One. Play along. I got up early yesterday on a Sunday before church, before I went to the house, before I confessed all my sins, of which I have many. Don't we all, friend? Answer yes. But I thought I'd go to the, uh, to the gym and get a little workout in. Oh, look at you. I went to the gym to get on the treadmill, and at 6.30 in the morning, Jeff, there's not a lot of people there. Good. That's no, They don't have the kind of commitment to both fitness and Correct. athleticism that you do. There's about, I don't know, I counted because of this uh, occurrence. There are 34, e, 34 treadmills in the gym that I work out in. Uh-huh. 34. You counted them. At the time that I was there, I counted <laughs> four people. Okay. On said treadmill. I know what's coming here. I think I can sense the pest of the day coming. Sure as hell, my man has to get right next to me? Yeah. <laughs> get out of here! Yeah, that's fair. Especially that time of what day. What are you cranky, doing? It's early. Move over one spot, yeah. for goodness that's sakes. That's almost as bad as using a urinal yeah. right now. I yeah. mean, personal that's space, weird. man. We got 31 treadmills yeah. are open. Yeah. Don't get the one next to me. Yeah, I don't understand what that. What are we doing? That makes no sense. Uh, you I have harumphed a, a little bit. Maybe you have a stalker. No, he didn't try to have a conversation. I, I think just he's oblivious. You know, just, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Wouldn't you yourself? It's not. It, wouldn't you yourself prefer it that way? That's the weird yes. part, right? Uh, by the way, shout anyway. out, shout out, bonus, somewhat pest of the day, but he's just not a big enough boy. But shout out to our guy C.J. Gardner Johnson for waving goodbye to the fans <laughs> of twenty one seven. Way too uh, early, boss. It's first half. You might want to settle down. Probably there. not a good idea. I have a pop quiz, please. If you can fire up the. Uh... This is a good one, and. Despite the incredible brain power of both of you when it comes to the pigskin. Yes. This might come back to bite me, especially dealing with the 
Encyclopedia Brown over here. Okay. Of sports. Thank you. And 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 I and I do this because I know that we're real similar, and I'm not sure. I think I may have forgotten one of these. Okay. So that's why I'm ready. Uh, Patrick Mahomes now, in just a fraction of the time, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. is piling up quite the list of victims in his postseason career. Pelts, if you will. Pelts, if you will. Yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes now has ten different. Postseason pelts on his wall. He's beaten ten different franchises in the postseason already. To show the difference, Tom Brady in his forty-year career mm-hmm. beat eleven different teams. So Mahomes is another record that Mahomes ultimately is going to blow by. Mm-hmm. So I need for you two mm-hmm. to identify for me the ten franchises that Patrick Mahomes has beaten in the postseason. I believe he's now fifteen and three. Okay, well. We'll go with uh, we'll go with mm-hmm. the fresh. Yeah, we'll dude, go with Miami. Idea. Okay, Baltimore. Correct. And Buffalo. Correct. There's three. Now a couple of those are, you know, or at least one. I know he, he beat, beat Cincinnati. Beat mm-hmm. He has beaten Cincinnati. Uh, he won a Super Bowl against the right. Philly. Philly. That's correct. Good. He beat. Our lovely and talented Jacksonville Jaguars. He did. You won a Super Bowl against San Fran? Houston. I remember a big comeback against Houston. Deshaun, that's right. Uh, San Fran is also right. That's mm-hmm. eight. Got eight of the ten. You're only missing two. You're missing the two most forgettable, by the way. Okay. He beat uh, He beat uh, on the, uh, I know one, uh, the Mariota touchdown in Kansas City. Oh, actually, you've gotten seven. Yeah, he beat Tennessee. I did beat Tennessee. Remember, Mariota bounced one uh, off his... This must be his own conference, by the way, because this adds up to more than 10. So it's actually 12, including the Super Bowls. Good. Because I still got two left here. All right. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me just make sure. I think he lost to Brady twice. In the, 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 the Patriots beat him right in the AFC Championship. I'm not allowed to answer the questions I'm asking them. I'm talking to E. Okay. Okay. We know for sure, I, there Brady. Were, I, there was one that I forgot, and I, I'm starting to now think that you two will forget. It really wasn't that long ago. Did Brady beat him twice? Oh, no. Yeah, Brady beat him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he beat him in the Super Bowl. Oh, in the Super Bowl. And then New right. England beat him That's right. in Kansas yeah. City. <sighs> that doesn't matter. We well, it's not New England. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Okay. How many do I need? This is what you've gotten so far. You've gotten Baltimore, Buffalo, Miami, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Tampa. What haven't put? They didn't beat Tampa. Oh no. Um, is that um, all? Philly. You said Philly. Yeah, I said Philly. Is that all you have? Are you missing? So maybe did you say Houston and Tennessee? Houston and Houston and Tennessee. So you're missing three. Okay. Three left that you haven't that you haven't uh, mentioned. Okay, so One of them is his first playoff we've win. We've knocked out all the Super Bowls. Did he beat uh, – okay, so who is uh, – AFC teams. His very um, first playoff what about, win. What about Pittsburgh? Did he ever beat Pittsburgh? I was going to say Pittsburgh, but I don't remember. Yes, he beat Pittsburgh's – Roethlisberger's last wasn't Roethlisberger's like one of his beat Pittsburgh forty two twenty one yeah they a forgettable game two thousand and twenty one yeah that was since, recent since been on his way yeah okay okay got the Steelers boom missing two the Steelers were one of the forgettable ones along with another I, I in my mind there were two that I thought could trip you up maybe they won't but you also are missing another one 
uh, which will serve as Patrick Mahomes' first playoff win. His first year in 2017, he didn't play, and they lost to Tennessee at home. Mariota beat him. The next year, he took over the job 2018, and he won his first playoff game and then lost to, to Brady in New England. But Would his very be... first playoff win think about it, is one of the teams. I think I, think I have it. Wasn't there an epic – was he in that one, though? Was it Luck? Luck be a lady last night? Was he there? Luck be a lady tonight. Yeah. Um, here's the problem. Yeah. That game you're thinking about, it was Luck that won. And no, Mahomes wasn't there. But <laughs> because of your miss, the Colts are an answer. But you, but it's not the game you think uh, it is. It's not. He beat Andrew Luck in his very first playoff game. It was Alex Smith game. and Luck. And Luck came from behind yes, to win that, that one. that was it. No, in 2018, Mahomes' first playoff <laughs> victory came over Andrew Luck in Kansas City. Okay. What's so now other? you're missing one. Uh, you're missing one last. It's not the Jets. It's not. We said New England. It's not. We did Buffalo. We did, okay. How about the. Uh, we said Baltimore. We said Pittsburgh. We said. This one isn't that long ago either. Did he beat? We said. Yeah, we've had Cincinnati. He ain't never played the Browns, did he? Did he play the Browns? I don't think so. Oh. Let's go through the when not, you win De- so many. not Denver, not not the Chargers, not the Raiders in the playoffs. And we mentioned Jacksonville and Houston and Tennessee. Oh, he played all four in the South. He's got pelts from all of us. Oh, yeah. We're all been pelted. I don't know who I would have to guess. I would guess it's either it's it's either it has to be either. I mean, we were only down to it. it. Has to be either. The it's not the Broncos. He didn't play the Broncos. Was I, Cleveland good? The Raiders, the Chargers, or Cleveland? And it. I don't. The Raiders haven't made the. It's not the Raiders. It would be the Chargers or Cleveland. I don't know. I don't remember either of them. Me so neither. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of the point. You know. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, the correct answer is um, the. 2021 postseason. Oh, in the wild card round, is it the Baker? Chiefs hosted Baker, the Cleveland Browns, the Baker, and beat them 22-17. Cleveland gave them a game. Baker, yeah, and then the Chiefs beat Buffalo. Remember the Chiefs' offensive line wasn't any good that year, and then they lost to Tampa in the Super Bowl, and then they turned right around. They lost to Cincinnati, and now they've uh, proceeded to rattle off. You know, six, Baker six straight. You know, post-season. Baker has as many playoff wins as Lamar. Still. Well, he got one this year. Oh, he got one this year, too. Two, two so wins. Two, yeah, both. Yeah, I don't know how many losses he has, but yeah, Lamar now uh, two or four. Anyway, that's pop quiz. Uh, Patrick right. Mahomes just cementing his greatness even further. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMinOnly.com. I head towards the 9 o'clock nasty. Welcome back to the program. Fourth Super Bowl rematch among head coaches all time. Chuck Knoll. Beat Tom Landry twice. Jimmy Johnson beat Marv Levy twice. Tom Coughlin beat Bill Belichick twice. Now Andy Reid will try to beat Kyle Shanahan twice. That's right. In each of the previous three instances, the coach who won the first one also won the second one. Who has the most players in Super Bowl 58 from on the active rosters from what college is, is most well represented? Most well represented on this year's Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two, are these the starters or both rosters? Active roster. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you get to roster. You never know who's. That is down correct. There. Um, 
Tayshawn is what Wyoming, not them. Um, Ohio State. I think a Bosa right away. I mean, I'm thinking some of the mm-hmm. some of the main frontline players. Oregon, Middle Tennessee has three, and they are in fourth place with Penn State, Rutgers, and TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gators in Michigan both have four. Gators have four. Yeah, you got Tommy Townsend. Yeah. Who Jawan, else? Jawan. Jawan. Jawan Taylor. Kadarius Tony. By the way, Tony went off right, probably off the team. Did you hear Tony's? Yeah. Uh, they went off. That's yeah. the conversation yeah. that I heard with Kodak Black <laughs> <laughs> along the, those lines. That's, that's the kind of language yeah. that I. That's uh, the kind of discussion that yeah. I heard when yeah. I eavesdropped after a Florida Georgia game. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. So Oof. Tony, yeah, Tony, Tony ran his mouth. And he won't. He'll be inactive and cut by the Chiefs. Yeah. Be quiet. Anyway, yeah. Florida, Michigan, both have four. Georgia has five. Okay. But the college leader with the most players in Super Bowl 58, shout out to, let's see, off the top of my head, I guess, Trent Williams. Oklahoma. Yeah, makes sense. Six. They put a lot into. Uh, I mentioned this in. uh, Who's the best Florida Gator in the NFL right now? Is there a good one? I mean, is it Grenard? I mean, seriously. Um, uh, Damian Pierce? No, he's terrible. No. Uh, He's lost his job. He'll never play again. Pierce is what we thought he was. I don't know. They don't have very – they have a lot of players in the league. They're still, like, top ten in the programs that have supplied the most. But they don't have anybody any good. Kyle Pitts hasn't been good enough. No. It could have been him. No. I think it's Grenard. It is ten Uh, sacks. Osiris Torrance had a really nice rookie year. Yeah, rookie year, yeah. Uh, who else? Anzalone was very good this year. Again, these are just okay guys. We don't have any all-star level players. I mean – Anthony Richardson has potential. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Not yeah. much. It's for the cover's bare, dude. There's a lot of guys, but not a lot of. Now, Florida, traditionally, they put a lot of guys in the league. They haven't put a ton of. I mean, and here are the guys in the league right now. It's DJ Humphreys, Van Jefferson, Kyle Pitts, Kair Elam, Richard Garage, Justin Shorter, Osiris Torrance, CJ Henderson, Eddie Pinheiro, yeah. David Sharp. The kickers are the Irvon, best. Uh, Zach Carter, Evan McPherson, Malik Davis, Dante Fowler, Alex Anzalone, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brenton Cox, T.J. Slayton's a nice player. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Grenard, Damian Pierce, Taven Bryan, Tyree Cleveland, Anthony Richardson, Ventrell Miller, Trey Dean, Michael Pirine, Jawan Taylor, Kadarius Tony, Tommy Townsend, Demarcus Robinson, Damari Burney, Jonathan Harris, Jonathan Buller, Brandon Powell, Trent Brown, Marco Wilson, Max Garcia, Marcus May. I mean, you know. Yeah, a whole bunch of guys. No one any good. Yeah, not great ones. Huh. Uh, the the Lions are now 0 for 58 with the Super Bowls. The Ooh. Browns are 0 for 55. The Jaguars are 0 for 29. The Texans are 0 for 22. Only four left. Only four left. Boy, the, the Lions will be kicking themselves all offseason. Dan Campbell did I, say one thing in his press conference. It is absolutely true. Uh-huh. It's hard to get there. I mean, told those yeah. guys, you might not get back here. One other, uh, It'll champ- be harder next year because they'll come at you, just like the Jags found out this year. Two uh, social media uh, uh, championship observations. How come our boy Eminem doesn't get the love that Taylor Swift gets? We got Eminem in the box flipping off <laughs> Niner fans uh, as opposed to Sweet Taylor. Was that early saying, celebration or was that end of game frustration? I think it was early. Uh, uh, guys just yelling at him. Meanwhile, Taylor, they put the camera on her. And she's like, go away, please. Uh, Did she say that? Or? Yeah. Oh, really? When she was on the you field? Could, no, you could see her mouth. Oh. And she was up in the, oh, okay. in the suite. Yeah, too away, late. Please. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Um, also, uh, the tickets are up to $2,400, no chance of selling them. Also, 
Oh. $125 they paid for the tickets. Oh, they got $25. Daughter won't sell it for any uh, price, apparently. Well, just go to Vancouver and what's have the, fun. What's the ticket price now? 2400 uh, Yeah, I think 2400 they told me. Total or a piece? No, a piece. Oh, you got to sell them. Yeah, not happening. Yep, not also, happening. It would um, be like this. It would be like if you bought Jaguars. It, it, this is a, the closest thing I could come to it. Because I started thinking, what is it? If you bought Super Bowl tickets for two hundred and ten dollars, and they and the Jaguars were in the Super Bowl, and the price went up to eight grand, would you yeah. sell them? Most people wouldn't. You would, I know, because uh, you're a slave to the dollar. Generate. <laughs> um, also, I thought it was interesting the when they award the championship trophy, they have the guy make the presentation. I thought Mike Strahan. Uh, Totally fumbled the ball yesterday. I guess he was filling in for Bradshaw, who's not very good at it either. They might just want to put one of their broadcasters, like Menifee, down there mm-hmm. on Fox because Jimmy Nance did it, and he knows how to do it, and he hands the hands it over to Jan Stenerud. Had a Jan Stenerud sighting as Jan Stenerud, uh, uh, former Kansas City Chiefs kicker, uh, awards the championship trophy, 904. Uh, awards the championship trophy to the Kansas City Chiefs ownership. And then we got Strahan. He got Joe freaking Montana. Yeah. And he doesn't even let him talk. It's Joe freaking Montana, Mike. <laughs> what are you doing there, man? <laughs> unless, unless Joe said, hey, Mike, I've had a few. Don't ask me any questions. That could be. So I'll let that slide. But, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I thought, come on, man. We go from Jan Stenerud to Joe Montana? What are we doing? Hey, uh, Doc Hoops had a – he asked a question earlier about the uh, the scores. We're jumping over in uh, the golf real quick. Yeah. But I got I got some here. Oh, there you got? go. Ludwig Aubert, uh is off the That's board. That's Aberg to you, E. Aberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then? I don't like any of this. It just happened. That's first my, pick Those are my picks. You've got to get out of last so you don't get that first pick. Well, we're playing us all. Can we just get the totals? <laughs> uh, frick, man. Jeffrey Tuck, Ludwig Aberg. Yeah, Aubert. Uh-huh. And Keegan Bradley. Okay. Totaling about uh two hundred sixty five thousand. All right. I took Xander Shoffley and Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. I got about five hundred and forty k. Okay. Okay. The tour took Colin Morikawa and Jason Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, they went over zero. Oh. oh. And Dano took a uh, Homa yeah. and Cantley and got about a hundred and seventy seven k. Cantley fell off, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So nothing. Nothing uh, happened then. Nothing happened. All right. Um. We're over, right, because of the Baselli thing? Yes. All right, let's take a quick the timeout then. We'll play catch-up when we come back. Thanks for being up and Adam with us. Let us spend our morning with you. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorcemanOnly.com. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Gookin Nation. It's another hour with Duval's Big Dogs of Sports Media. Dan Hicken. Yes. Jeff Prosser. Blah, blah, freaking blah. And E to the T. E is the GOAT producer. All right, we're back here on the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. I've got a gator growl to get us uh, kicked off and look back on a weekend that was, but more importantly, what's coming up in the next two. Time now, for the gator growl. Slow your roll. It's time for Jeff's gator growl. Brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists. All right, after starting 1-3 in the league, Florida needed three wins in a row. They've done just that, a 12-pointer at Missouri, back-to-back home wins over the Bulldogs, first Mississippi State, and now Georgia. By the way, Todd Golden's win over Mike White on Saturday makes him 3-0 and against his former Gator counterpart. The overtime victory gets Florida to 14-6. and They're back over 500 in the SEC at 4-3. and They've moved inside the top 40 of the NCAA net rankings, and all of that means not much if... 
and this would be my prediction, if they don't either beat Kentucky this Wednesday night at Rupp Arena or Auburn at home next Saturday. You can only have so many close butts until the NCAA tournament looks at your resume and says, show me one win over a ranked team. I can't find one over uh, for the Florida Gators. And the reason is because they don't have one. Their best wins right now are over decent teams. Teams like FSU, teams like Pitt and Wake Forest and East Carolina even. Don't laugh, best in their, their league. Teams like uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Georgia. A bunch of other 13, 14 type um, you know, win type teams, but they're at six Kentucky Wednesday. They're at home against number eight Auburn on Saturday. I think if they're going to be a tournament team, they need to win one of those two games. I like that. I think you're right. E. Yo. Culture question. Holla at me. Chris Sean Rock. Uh, Christian Rock. Uh huh. Uh huh. Who is she? Uh, that's the the. Uh, she bears the the children or child of Blueface. She is the daughter of a former rapper. No, 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 no. That's quite a right. No, but yeah, Christian Rock. Okay, is she Blueface or no? No, it's Blueface's girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Well, she is. Well, no, headed... she's not Blueface. I mean, but she is Blueface. I couldn't tell. Blueface when you, when is the guy it. who's uh, who was at the uh, uh, Rams game with strippers in the suite. Or outside for everyone to see. Just oh, that was fantastic. Them. Yeah, we talked about is that. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. All right. Well, Christian has, um, well, she's gotten the face tat. Yeah, she's tripping. Of blue face. It's like his face on her face. I mean, and it is, I mean, so she, I'm going to say she's been to jail or is going to jail. <laughs> Would you say she's never been was to jail? She, uh, what, there, I, it's my suggestion that there is no woman on God's green earth that has a face tat that covers up her cheek that I would say is attractive. Was she attractive before said tattoo? Well, here we go. No. Blue face, baby. Uh, No. Blue face's girlfriend, Chris Sean Rock, detained and arrested after punching the rapper. Well, that'll happen. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So she's been detained Mm. and arrested. Now she's made another poor decision. Uh, She was also sentenced to four years probation for uh, drug drugs. But the thing about that is they're, they're, they're just a toxic, toxic. Uh, no. situation. Really? Oh man, what a surprise! Bad. So her getting a tattoo, and you know she'll be on the internet crying about how Blueface did this, and do, uh, it's just so it's bad. It's, it's a bad, bad. situation. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to work. So anyway, I just wanted to mm. uh, ask. I'd uh, like to give a shout out to the Atlanta Hawks this morning, and uh, for once again showing their the shrewdness of drafting Luka Doncic and then trading him for Trey Young as Luka came to Atlanta and put up seventy three on Friday. 73 points. <laughs> Luca against the Hawks. Against the against the very Hawks who drafted him and then made the shrewd decision that, yeah, he's good, but Trey Young's better. Wait, Luca scored 73? Yeah. Where you been? Yeah, 73 Friday night. <laughs> against in the Hawks. Against, uh, 41 at the half. So Didn't I'd you say have Luca on your team? We drafted him. Yeah, that's true. But he's, obviously, he's not as good as Trey Young. You make that trade over and over. What a bunch of morons. Of all the Atlanta things, this is about as Atlanta of all of them. Uh, by the way, the Falcons have entered the fray, too. We turned down Bill Belichick for Raheem Morris. Belichick yeah. for Raheem Morris. Yeah. I mean, it's just if Atlanta can Atlanta, they'll Atlanta. The only team that doesn't just consistently Atlanta are the Braves. Are they, 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 uh, they have a new – when they Atlanta, they do something better and more savvy than the rest of the league. But the rest of the Atlanta franchises are just abject morons. The, the uh, buzz is that uh, Belichick is going to do TV. Oh, that should be riveting. Um, yeah, yeah, first yeah, down yeah. there. Uh, yeah, you 
really got to uh, make sure that you. Uh, he doesn't have to be that way. That's just the way he was to, when he uh, wanted to be. We have to contain the uh, yeah. offensive line. I want to get back to something I, I talked about with Tony and, and oh. identity and. Wow. And doubling down. Again, this is mind numbing. All right. That the list of names that I, I mean, Jameer Gibbs and Campbell and Laporta and Branch. That's just this year. We're huge contributors. Yeah, that's, yeah, we didn't have one guy contribute anywhere near those four. Hutch, Although, I would say Harrison did. Hutch, Williams, Pascal, and Joseph last year. Williams looks like he's coming around, right? He made yeah. plays last night, the, yeah. the final he's game of the year. He's been making plays but, last yeah. half of the season. But not like no. not as consistently and as many as he did last Panay night. Panay Sewell, McNeil, who's that stud S- inside. Sewell is, take, is on Saint his way to the Hall Brown is like a fourth-round pick. Jim. Okay, those that. are the last three years. Yeah. All right, and and I got guys arguing with me on Twitter that that's so, not that impressive. Okay, what am I missing? And and I'll I'll say this well, again out of the Twitter beat. And then I, I got beats, uh, just, oh, I am, but yeah. I got this one guy telling me you know again I I can't make this more clear. Well, well, Trayvon had ten sacks last year, so he shouldn't be on the what list? He's not on what list are you talking about? But uh, if may, maybe you th- are saying Hutch shouldn't be Hutchinson's on the list. Hutchinson's better than Hutchinson's that's, first team All Pro. Yeah, Hutch, stop it, Hutch. Would have helped us more the last two years than Trayvon no, did. No, so you don't have to be that nice. That's just simple. It's a better argument. Who's better, Hutch or Josh Allen? That's a better argument. Yeah. It's inarguable Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, through two okay, years. Here, here, the last three years, we've drafted Lawrence, Etienne, Campbell, Cisco, Little. Okay. Walker, Lloyd, Fortner, Muma. Uh, Harrison, Strange, Bigsby, yeah. Miller. I mean, Antonio Johnson, probably the second best of those rookies, as far as what you hope. Yeah, what you compared saw. to about right. twelve starters. No, I just rattled no Brian off. Branch. Right. Yeah. None of those. How guys many are. Pro Bowlers did I mention? Them? One guy asked me. Well, uh, I don't know. Etn looks no better than Gibbs. Panay Sewell. Yeah. There's one. Well, Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. There's two. Yeah. I mean, I probably I, find more. You want me to keep going? I mean, it's clear cut that. We the have Holmes, to, the bottom the line Holmes is, guy up in Detroit has been on a heater as a GM. You're just using a more example that we got to draft better. This isn't yeah. necessarily a, a Detroit Jacksonville exclusive no. conversation. Look at the other teams. Yeah. Jeez. And then unless you have a Brady or a now a Mahomes, you you better you better not screw it up. I mean, the Chiefs haven't drafted great, Dan. Yeah. Who they drafted? Who the Chiefs? I mean, they hit some of those linemen. I'm just saying well, overall, got, well, while he's been there. They took, they took Sneed over Josiah Scott. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. I'm not. I'm just talking about like the more. I'm th- I guess I'm thinking more offense. I mean, they did do the line. They redrafted the line. They did pretty good. They done a good job there. But the skill position players, they just keep rolling the dice on. They not, really none of them have hit. Rishi Rice. Rishi Rice is, is a good is, pick. McDuffie. We hope McDuffie is a All Pro. A Karloftis is a, a solid guy. What happened to Sky Moore? It just kind of fell out of favor. I believe he's hurt right now. Is he? Yeah. Pacheco in the seventh round, though. Yeah. Terrific pick. Yeah, that's true. Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, terrific picks. Uh, Noah Gray's on the team. Trey Smith in the sixth round. Yeah. How good is that guy? He's been? a good holder. That's a kid from Tennessee. I know who he is, yeah. Yeah. Willie Gay. Back-to-back holding. Jarius Sneed. <laughs> so, yeah, they've had hits. They, they haven't drafted as good as the Lions. No, but those guys are are important because you hit the defensive side, which is the unsexy side. And, you know, listen, all the sexiness for the Chiefs is Mahomes and Kelsey. Let's be honest. 
It's Mahomes in my auto. It's every commercial. It's every, oh, yeah. you know, it's every cutaway. So those are the sexy guys. But that defense is chock full of really good all-star level players. And then if you, and I think what the, what the Niners do better than anybody is, I think what they do is not so much the draft. I think it's the way they go and get Javon Hargraves, trade for Chase Young, trade for Christian McCaffrey. They're aggressive. You know, that's what they do, you know. Otherwise, I don't think they have had. I mean, they traded up for Trey Lance, dude, and somehow have made the Super Bowl. I, I know that should cripple a franchise. I know it should. I said that, yeah. but it didn't for sure. So, anyway, I just thought that's interesting when we talk about the the franchises and 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 what they're doing. But Tony had talked about the lack of identity, and you know, there. And by the way, Trent talked about that too, and and you aptly got the identity right. Yeah, earlier in the program. Yeah, soft kitty. It is. Yeah, they I get mean, pushed around. They can't. They can't, can't make third and one. Yeah, they can't make third and ones. They can't. Well, uh, Friday I brought you the fantastic story of uh, Kevin Kister and the flop shot that wasn't as he drilled the kid, the kid yeah. right in the back of the head. Now I I have another dubious golf story for you. It's a great list to be on if you win ten million dollars in your career already, but it also becomes a not so great list when you join dubious company from this standpoint. Bo Hostler uh, has joined the $10 million club. He's done it before he even turned 29 years old. Yet, after finishing T6 at the Farmers Insurance Open, he also is kind of, it's a little bit inglorious, his history. You see, he's the 17th tour pro, including seven current ones, who've gotten to $10 million without, without what, Dan? Winning. Without winning. And so, while the money's great and the check cashing is awesome, here are the current golfers, six others who, like Bo Hosser, have made $10 million in their career. Without winning? Without winning. I think Jack Nicholas made $5 million total in his career. Well, times have changed. Yeah. Uh, by far the leader with $20 million. Who do you think it is? $20 million without winning. Without How many golfers are there? Six other ones. I think you could, uh, some of these you would never think they won $20 million. Did Poults win? This guy wouldn't. Well, he's not on tour, so he doesn't count. Oh, not current. These are the current PGA Tour golfers who have um, won, won at least $10 million. The leader has won $20 million. It's, it makes sense because he's finished really high at majors. You like this guy. He's a likable dude. He's won on European Tour more than once, including recently. Uh, $20 million for? Oh. Uh, 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 Tommy. Yeah, and he's he's done it in 127 starts. Some of these other guys on the list, like, here are some more guys, and then I'm going to give you the last one that I'll let you guess. Okay. With 14 million, second most without winning, Ben On. Ben On's made 14 million. 13 million without winning. Uh huh. Denny McCarthy. I'm not getting any of these guys, dude. 13 million without winning. You ready? Patrick Rogers. Really? Wow. I mean, you got to be a top five, top yeah. ten check casher. I just don't remember these guys sticking around. Wow. With twelve million, this guy too, I bet padded it with some good majors. But Alex Norin, Dan, Alex Snorin Norin, Snorin twelve million, and then with just fifty-two starts, but already twelve million dollars. The next guy, he's a younger guy. He's a big hitter. He's, I think, he had a year where he's top five and maybe all four majors recently. Okay, who am I talking about? Say it again. Only fifty-two starts as a pro, already twelve million, but he's not one on tour yet. But he, I think, he had a year where he was maybe top five in all four majors in the last couple of years. He kind of he fell back a little bit last year. He was a big boy for a couple of years without winning, but again, right in the thick of more than one major. 
like top two or three down the stretch on Sunday. Mm. Cameron Young. Cameron Young. Cameron Young. That's uh, twelve million. Tesori's guy now, right? Yeah. Okay. And he's done in just fifty-two starts, so he would uh, pass Fleetwood when the with you know if he doubles up his starts without a win. Cameron Young. The fact that Fleetwood hadn't won in one hundred twenty-seven starts is somewhat amazing, is it not? That's amazing, dude. He's too good to not have a win. All right, we got to keep it rolling. We'll come back and uh, check things out socially. Uh, this is the drill on Ted Ted XL ninety-two point five FM. We are uh, back here on the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com, getting you through a Monday Super Bowl now. We'll take over for the next uh, week and a half. Uh, this is time to revisit the whole. I don't like the week off. It's just dumb. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I just, Let's finish it out. Let's play ball and and get through. I and It's just curious how some years it's the two weeks, and then other years it's been the week after. I know it's been the break, week break now probably for a pretty long time, but it seemed like it bounced back and forth at least a little bit, didn't it? And so we'll wait uh, two weeks. I see no uh, path to victory for the 49ers. How about that? I've seen enough. I've seen enough of the Chiefs. Oh, you think? Yeah. I mean, I've seen enough. They played the three teams with the best point differential in the AFC. They beat all of them. They beat two yeah. of them on the road. They Who's going to bully them? The, if, you can, if the Ravens can't bully you at home with the way they play and yeah. with their track record this year, how are they going to bully you? I, I don't – I. Purdy, I saw Purdy's QBR in the second half yesterday. It was like within a tenth of point of being perfect. I, I don't know, man. I saw these season throws that he's kind of gotten away with a little bit. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I like the Chiefs all the way. Getting a point, man. Sign me up. Give me plus 100. Just, you know, even money just to win the game straight up. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And that's two weeks in a row. I really thought the other team would win, and they didn't. So, Chiefs are going to win it all, I believe. And then that will be a fascinating Conversation. I'm pulling for the Chiefs. What about you guys? I don't like the 49ers. I never have, man. I, they've been a pain in my butt since I was a small child. I don't like either of them. I wanted Detroit the whole way. I wanted America's team. I felt bad. I'm mad at Dan Campbell. and uh, But I'll probably find myself, I'll, I'll see how it happens, but i probably find myself rooting for the... Um, for the Chiefs, but I'm, not not with much either way, to be honest with you. Yes, I'm the same way. I'm more so just rooting for players. Like, I like Christian McCaffrey, so I really want to see him get one. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes? So, right. you know, I'm more so rooting for players. So, whoever wins, yeah, whatever. All right, let's see what's uh, trending, E. Uh, by the way, and I don't know if it's on your list. It might be, but we have this terrible downtown fire, fire that's gone on all morning. I mean, it, it it's bad. Well, it's last night and this morning. Yeah, yeah. It's, the remnants are still pretty strong. You can see the smoke billowing downtown. It was right there across next to the baseball grounds, Caddy Corn down the arena area. So uh, they've been working hard all morning to get it contained, and it's a bad scene down there. Number five. I found this out. This morning, as I tried to dial out for a breakfast with Baselli. Yes, sir. And I saw this flash on the oh, TV yeah. yesterday. But whenever you're dialing out in this area, 904, you must dial the number 904. So if those contacts are saved in your phone without the 904 area code, you will get the, um, the, the tone saying that you must dial 904 while trying to place this phone call. Mm. Don't understand it. Number Don't four. understand it. We are the 904. We are the 904. Oh, Britney Spears. Oh, Britney, Britney, Britney. What did Britney Brit do? Well, Britney, she's, she's now banned from a four-star hotel in L.A. 
Why Jiffy you ask? No shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> One of those. Where she was going, she didn't. She she didn't need shoes. Okay. And she couldn't get any service because she went to the pool with no shirt. Like topless. Topless. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Brit, I mean, honestly, and this isn't even funny, man. They need, Brittany needs some like psychological help. No, uh, it's too late, right? You I can't. They try the conservatorship. I think her family was maybe trying to do that, and we all revolted without any, you know. Awareness of what the situation was. Free Britney, they said, from, you know, basements in Tacoma where they don't know anything about the situation. It looks like it's going to end tragically. I'll say it again. If you are so macabre, you play in those celebrity death pools. There you go. Top pick. Number three. Uh, Florida, they're trying to pass a bill, and I'm not sure if it went through yet, but it may be uh, beneficial. Uh, A social media ban for children under the age of 16. And... (laughs) Honestly, they might have to put that ban on eight. Uh, they might have to bring that up like 25, the way some of these people act on social media. <laughs> Not a bad well, idea. I, yeah, hey, good luck enforcing that one. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Number two. I mean, is it against the law to go to like an R-rated movie if you're under a certain age? It gets been doing that forever. I mean, forever. It's, you know, if you're concerned about the impact social media has on your children, don't let them on social media. Yeah, as a parent. You know, the time, the bell, you can't unring the bell. There's information out there. You just got to work harder than ever as a parent to keep your kids on the right, like, moral and character track. It's just more work. It sucks, but fact. Number two. We touched on this lightly. Keishon Boutte? Boutier? Yes, Boutte. Keishon Boutte. He's a gambler. Oh, he's a gambler. He knows man. when to hold him. <laughs> no when to fold him. He made him. himself a lot of money. Oh, uh, he made a lot of money, but buddy's in trouble. He placed. Uh, about 8,900 bets within uh, 396 days. Now, the problem with that is he was uh, he was enrolled in playing at LSU. Yeah. He even placed a bet on himself uh, whenever Florida State, whenever they play Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> it was 82 and a half yards and a touchdown, and I don't think he hit those Remember, Boutte was supposed to be a star. Stud. And dropped a lot, a lot of drops uh-huh. his last year at LSU. And the stud. other thing is he sort of disappeared from the L- – obviously this is why they found out he was – you know, I mean, there's a lot of – Who's he with in the NFL? The Patriots. Yeah. Was. And there lies another reason that teams don't trust Bill Belichick. You want to talk about a team that's drafted? It wasn't like a first-round pick. Doesn't he? matter. Look at their drafts, Dan. They're terrible. Year after year after year, the worst drafting. You can argue the worst draft drafters in the NFL have been the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, have you seen? I, that? Yeah, worse than ours. Uh, that's right. I don't know about yeah. that. I would say that. Number one, and the number one trending topic after number one. after yesterday. Yes, sir. The tables are set. We are set. This year's Super Bowl will consist of the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. Who will face the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, against Baby Goat, Patrick Mahomes. I, Dan Hicken, you owe me some answers. Okay. I've lost all of my savings. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you assured me, you yes, told sir. me, you had, I think the word you, the term you used this time last week was cheat code. Yes, sir. You knew who was winning. It had already been long decided. The scripts had been written. Yes. And you told me, based on what I knew had to be flawed information, faulty projection and conjecture. Yes. You told me because the stupid little Super Bowl logo had the purple and black and the gold and that it was going to be, you told me it was going to be Baltimore against San Francisco. So, yes, 
yesterday oh, no. morning at last minute. Oh no! I put I I, I called the IT oh, no. partners against their better judgment. Took the money out. They said, please don't take out your entire life savings and put you it said on the. Dan bo- said. Dan said it's a lock. Mm-hmm. He's got the cheat code. It's going to be Ravens and, Niners. I parlay. And the he's two. never wrong. My entire life savings, straight up uh-huh. winners, uh-huh. Niners, uh-huh. Ravens, uh-huh. Uh-huh. to double my money and be set. And and what happened? I thought this logo thing was like a done deal. I thought that was the. It didn't happen. But what I mean, but you told me it was. Oh no! You said quote cheat code, Dan. Mm. Cheat code. I guess no more. Can we? By the way, how much did you lose next year when it's teal and black and you know green? Can we not suggest all the different teams that it could be, please? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I lost. Well, I don't want to tell you that. It would be embarrassing to for you to know how little I have accumulated to this point. Oh, well. but I lost it all. <laughs> it's all gone. So, whether it's a thousand or a million, it she, doesn't matter. She gone. She gone. Because of the quote unquote, and this was such a strong term, it will stick with me forever. The cheat code, he told me, E.T. Mm. Cheat code. Yeah, the cheat code. Dang. That's what's trending. Set my dog up. Yeah. Mm. That dog is done. Dog All right. <laughs> trending is uh, brought to you by my friends at Pet Paradise. Trending is the top option for all your pet care providing needs. If you love your pet as much as I know you do, if you're your best friend, you only want the best for him, the spa treatment that you get at Pet Paradise, second and none. Don't fall for the imitators. Go with the innovator. It's Pet Paradise. Find out more at PetParadise.com. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit TireOutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Hello, Tony. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. You ready to unpack some Super Bowl stuff for the next two weeks and some AFC, <laughs> NFC championship games and the such? Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about the championship games I from yesterday will. on the program today. Our question of the day today asking, which three Jacksonville Jaguars most exceeded your expectations in 2023? Okay. Exceeded. 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 We may go the other side <laughs> At some point later this week, but we're going to yeah. start the week with the guys who were pleasant surprises this yeah. this year. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, um, And after you talk about Harrison, then where do you go? Huh. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even go to the punter anymore, yeah. can you? Yeah. Well, based on at least the answers I got to a lot of questions last offseason about Josh Allen, I would expect him to be that's on true. almost everybody's list. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's true. Right. Yeah. I don't. It's not a total surprise because he's had yeah impactful games. Yeah. Yes, but even if you were expecting a big year out of Josh Allen, you I don't know that you were right. expecting seven. That's no. fair. No. That's fair. No. And sadly, it wasn't enough. No, team wise, you think amazing. You I think mean, Trayvon ma- Walker just had a double digit sack season too. I Which mean, is what we demanded. You think? Do you think the Jags might contact Josh Josh's camp this week? I it maybe uh, set down. You bothered by that? Of everything that was said in that whole press conference, that's the thing that I was most. What are you What are you talking about? Like none of the rest of what Trent Baalke said was even unexpected from me. I was like, okay, that's how a that. GM handles this. Can stuff. I see that pad for a second? Right, he's not gonna like bash his guys. He's not throwing anybody under the bus. That's fine. How have you not talked to the biggest priority through the whole off season? I, it just doesn't make Every much night sense when to me. the GM finishes up, you put your uh, TTD, writing. things huh. to do list. Yeah. TTD, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Contact Josh Contact Allen. Allen. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. we put that and on even, the list. And, I, I love the fact you felt like you needed a prop yeah. for that. And yeah. even he wanted the, the pad, time, he wanted to write it. Contact even if the Allen. first call ends with his, his people saying, I want to see what happens with the rest of the guys. It's like, okay, 
At least we know say, where we stand. Base. We yeah. want you to be here. Just, yeah. I mean, make it official. Yeah, they don't need to I'm hear about it in your press conference. I'm surprised he didn't just say, well, we've decided we don't need Allen. I, I went and got you Trayvon Walker. Yeah. That was me. Oof. Oof. Yeah. He's great. We need to outboard him more. Is that the onboarding? Onboarding again. People, people are like I, I, I. Well, I had somebody say I, th- I can't believe you never heard of onboarding. I've heard of onboarding. I've never heard it used as a football phrase ever, ever, ever in my whole life. I haven't heard of onboarding, nor have well, I heard of. It's a business yeah. kind yeah. of term of getting people going inside your industry. That's why I'm glad I do ball scores. I Bas- I was, uh, it, it, on a boat. Yeah. yeah. Right. On, yeah. That's outboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, board outboard. Uh, correct. Yeah. But different. <laughs> e! Have a good show, Tone. Thank you. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Jeff! A, a terrible fire downtown at the Doro building right next to Intuition Ale Works. I'm getting some, some details. The building's about to collapse. Oh, it, it looks like the walls are leaning. Apparently, an air handler fell through the roof and blew out a part of the side of the building, and the fire's been raging, and it's a, it's a serious... Uh, it's not a good one. ...ugly situation down there. E! Hey, Doc Hoops. Andrew Jackson wins boys basketball gateway conference this nice. weekend. I hear it was a great tournament. That, that Those were good teams in the Final yeah. Four. That looked like it'd be fun. Yeah. I, high school basketball is fun to watch. Yeah. i just like to say to... Uh, Chris Sean Rock, enjoy your time in the Hoos Cow. Mm. I'll leave it She's at that. got face tat. Blue face, face tat. Oof. A lot working Blue against face, her there. Blue face, baby. <laughs> uh, that'll do it, too. It's been the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com.